I'm BJ Ryan, episode 162. We're partnering with Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter with Betfair. There's a bit happening at 11HQ, a bit of construction. We better ask the guru what's going on. Let's bring him in. It's the one and only Perth Racing Guru, Terry Layton. Jack, Terry. You know, BJ, they're trying to construct some um, fields. For, uh, for this, this Saturday, but they haven't had a huge amount of success. I was going to say, so. we, we, must be at, we must be recording at Belmont Park with all this construction going on, but then I remembered that uh, not a lot of construction is going on there. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, no, it's a bit of an ongoing, uh, ongoing debacle. The overnight, uh, the overnight, um, what do you call it, filter is running, pump is yep. running as well, which is really, uh, yeah, really enjoyable to sleep through as well. So, yeah, look. It's one of the um, one of the tough things you have to go through in life. We're getting there, so it's okay. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. But we bring, better uh, bring our guest. Oh, do we have a guest? We've got a guest. Who? One of the best. Pistol Pete Anton. It's back by popular demand. G'day, Pete. Oh, I wouldn't say popular demand. It's just every time I come back in, they you know have a look at the the ID and stuff as you walk through the airport, and they go, "Oh, you, you're still just Western Australia." <laughs> How long's your hair in your photo? Your photo ID. Do you ever cut your hair? No. You'd look quite handsome with short hair. Uh, I don't know. It's too hard to maintain. It's just easier. Is it? Wouldn't yeah. it be easier to maintain if it's shorter? Never had long That's hair always there. been my theory because I could grow mine out like you wouldn't. Be <laughs> yeah. But I've just thought, you know what? I'm going to keep it short. Short and simple, they call it. Uh, That's yeah. also Brad McManus's nickname. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the thingy. Here's the thingy. Here's the button. <laughs> Hey, Pete, oh, yeah. yes. you are an international man of mystery, though. So we're very fortunate to have you actually in <laughs> Perth at this moment in time. I think the last time uh, you were on since then, you've been around the world, across Australia. You've uh, got plenty of stamps on the old passport. What's been happening in the He's world been, of pistol paper? You've actually been to cities that never closed down, haven't you? From New York to Rome, to old London town. But no matter how far <laughs> or how wide he grows, he still calls the Belmont racetrack home. <laughs> I love Belmont. Oh. <laughs> Concrete jungle. Um, it's been good fun. I've actually got my first international racing trip planned for later this year. I'll be doing some live and dangerous mounting yard mail from Royal Ascot, days one, three, and five. So that's now wow. locked in. I'm not Is that doing any sort I will do, yeah, I will do a, a live send. So uh, I think I've got 18, 19 races to work my way through and just watch them parade. Don't they have like 26 horses? In oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I've been preparing for it. Yeah, um, that's fascinating on day two because it's off like a four-day spin too. Yeah. So I don't know. It should be good fun. I think there's some Australians going across. There will be, I think, Animo might be yes, heading that Animo, way and yeah. potentially Cool and Gatter and... I wouldn't rule out Giga Kick. Well, I think he's racing the all age, so we'll just wait and see there. But yeah. how are you going to fit? What are you going to do with the top hat? How are you going to structure your hair in that sense? Yeah. Like, I didn't Great question. Think we'd Great go back question. There. Yeah, yeah, I'm just looking at your, your little man bun at the moment. I've got a plan. Okay. Have you seen um, Dracula Francis Ford Coppola's <laughs> version? <laughs> don't think I have actually. Hey, don't yeah, Gary Oldman either. playing Dracula. He sort of rolls around old London town while pursuing Winona Ryder, which in the early 90s, I can't blame him. Yes. Uh, he also was 4,000 years old. So, you know, you've got to get it where you can get yeah, it. Yeah, he's but, got, um, got good game by that time as well. <laughs> had the That's long experience. hair. It was like this bluish hue. I'll get up the photo while we're talking, but uh, the Gary Oldman, the Gary Oldman look from from Dracula is going to be the way that I'll be rolling, and uh, I basically am a vampire these days. So yeah, okay. survive will, a very this, little sleep. Suck the blood out of the UK bookies. This, eh? will, this will have yeah. to go up on the socials, I think. Hey, we'll, we'll have to. Yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. 
I've uh, yeah, no, I've, that's uh, exciting. I've done the Royal Ascot. We might have heard it. We might have cracker. I just subscribe to. Oh, Pink's. I thought you were going to say we might have to record from there. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't yes, like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's not Johnny Depp, is it? That's Gary Oldman. It looks yeah. like Johnny Depp. Yeah, though. I like that yeah. a lot. Um, yeah, well, we could subscribe, or we could just go record an episode from there. Yeah, I'd be happy as Larry to do that. <laughs> it might be hard to tick a few boxes to get there and then do what we have to do, but geez, that'd be something, wouldn't it? One one at Royal Ascot. Geez, we struggle to get out to the big deck, so maybe going to Royal Ascot might be a bit <laughs> of a challenge. <laughs> hey, Jen, I'm just uh, oh. wonder editing it from. Hopefully, hopefully they don't just jam us in a um, teeny tiny judges box like the last time we're out at normal yeah. Ascot. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Anyway. Uh, Pete, and your football team's got off to a good start as well. Of course, Pistol was a North Melbourne well, They really have, haven't yeah. they? Uh, it's always pleasing to get one up over both WA teams, which doesn't happen oh, very yeah, often of anymore. But yeah. Freo is garbage at the moment. And, uh, I mean, their performance on the weekend against West Coast was atrocious. Mm. Like, honestly, could West Coast have lost any more players? I thought that game was quite funny to watch in a macabre sense. I still mm. thought it was worth um, backflipping a goal late in the day when the, when the <laughs> other team's got four fit players on the ground. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we need yeah. to celebrate. So I'll be disappointed if they come out and win this week. I'm looking forward to Freya getting well at this week. But Adelaide, I think they yeah. will get turned good, but away to Adelaide, I think. Mm. Uh, it's not what they needed right now. No, nah, it isn't what they needed. No, no. Home at home, Melbourne at home is what we needed, though. That's definitely what we needed. Oh, There's nobody we want to play really right now. Maybe Peel. It'd be nice to run into Peel, Kingsley Reserves. Yeah. Hawthorne. You could knock off Hawthorne. They're no good either. Oh, I don't think. Maybe. I, I, yeah, I don't know. That that was just one of the wildest days of, um, yeah, just one of the wildest days of injuries. We played tremendously and we were obviously going to get run up. When, when they started kicking goals, I think it was, I was uh, so very flat likely. After, we were so get, flat after that game. You're flat. Yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're happy with the performance of a yeah. lot of the players, but then you're like, oh, hang on, weeks to come, like, we got no, you know, five of your best ten are, are gone. So and yeah. Matt Nui doesn't sound promising with either. So no. anyway, the season that started was so much promise, but the one thing we wanted to see was some progress from the young fellas and a couple of them are looking pretty sharp. Yeah, and no doubt they'll more will play as the season progresses because they'll be required to. So but uh yeah, North and West Coast are in a similar Similar vein at the moment where we are in the pecking order, but um, we just need yeah. to, we just need to find a talented player with a hyphenated name like North Melbourne have. LDU, yeah. Oh. I still always want to say UDL whenever yeah. I talk about LDU. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, what, what was, was your flavour? When I was, oh, I think I've only had two in my life because hmm. yeah, I've got taste, but. Oh, can I lock in passion fruit? <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a valid answer? Yeah, you can. Speaking yeah. of booze, why don't you give us, before we move on to this preview, why don't oh. you give your, your, business, your side business a bit of a shout out? Yeah, the side hustle, Golden yeah. West, still going strong. I think we're on tap at a few more locations around Subi and it's always pleasing every time I come back now, there's a new joint that's opened up. So I'm going to go test out uh, Yamas, which is a new Greek restaurant in Subi around the corner. Okay. I think they've got... One of our beers might be the classic on tap. Mm -hmm. So looking forward to that. And and where is the Golden West Brewery? Hay Street. Hay Street. So similar location to the Subi Hotel, mm -hmm. all within reach. There's uh, new joints going up everywhere. There's new apartment buildings. There's more people around Subi. It feels like it's slowly getting back. It won't be similar to, I don't want to include myself because I wasn't really a Subi kid. I was just after that. But for you guys, you probably the went out a bit of Subi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the heyday. It's probably not going to get the same vibe, but there's still going to be enough going on there. All right. So I ran into you at Ascot last Saturday. The guru was there. We all witnessed the uh, tremendous first up victory from Amelia's Jewel. Yep. Yard, da, uh, yard, 
visual and then the data post-race. Just for our, for the listeners, just sum it all up, the, the Roma Cup. I think every time I see her, I see Tank. She's just like a little ball of muscle. Yeah. But then every time I've seen her first up, it's been Tank with improvement to come. Mm. She's improving off that. She's recorded a career peak first up on punting forms data. I think that's probably universal. Everyone who's doing their data analysis would be looking at that and saying that's a career peak. Over 1,100 metres weight for age as a three-year-old. How do any of the locals beat her next start unless she draws, what, 14 or 14 and gets some bizarre race shape and or maybe track pattern against? I think the only it's way she- a chance. Well, it is always a chance. And I guess the only thing that I can see happening is one of the Eastern Staters, they're all on speed horses. They all appreciate a genuine tempo. They sit there, they're in the right spot on the day, mm-hmm. and she's out the back with the cow catchers, gets held up by a roadblock, which might happen. Mm-hmm. Especially in a 14-horse field. Yeah. <clears throat> but she's showing the ability to jump now. So yeah. she dropped yeah. it inside seven, you'd think, and she makes sure she's close enough, if good enough. And dearie, mate, a little fairly- A uh, little data quirk, though, that I noticed on punting mm-hmm. form stuff. She and my Bella May actually have the same PB over the same track and the same distance, 1,100 metres at Ascot. That's why Data's asshole people. Yeah. <laughs> but hey. Maybe don't include that one, actually. Look. Sorry, Jen. Will. <laughs> is, there a button to, is there a button to get rid of that? Uh, what can we do? <laughs> a different word. That's because- uh, Anyway, you, you keep going. I was just going to say, look, my Bella May has had a very unorthodox career so far. Um, from our yard guys over in Melbourne. She didn't turn up at either of her Victorian starts, just paraded really toey, really sweaty, just basically lost the plot. You almost think hindsight's great, but she would have been really nice to have in the same race. Yeah, what do you very, mean hindsight? It very was so odd. obvious. You know, it was so obvious in advance that there, the, there was going to be quokker slots available. Mm. All she had to do was half turn up and she was going to get a slot in the quok the whole, at, at the your whole, home deck. But even the races that, that were chosen for her to compete in, I understand they're trying to get East Coast black type. He's a breeder, yeah. whatever. It looks good on the page. But, wow, like they could have, instead of a rushed prep, they could have actually created a preparation and mapped it out properly and, and fully and just give it her a chance. But another thing is, did you see Simon O'Miller bounce out Amelia's jewel and lead with her on Saturday? <laughs> was, two, two, yeah. starts in, two starts in Melbourne, it's led both times. It's like it's never led. It was strange time. as well. And tactically it was even stranger because that day at Mooney Valley, there was a roaring headwind down the back straight. Bizarre sort of weather patterns in Melbourne as there always is. But they still went forward to lead. Now, they kind of got lucky with that if that was tactically the decision beforehand because the wind actually turned 30Ks the other way just before that race and suited horses on speed. So they got lucky and she was still, I thought, reasonably plain despite being ridden out of position. So you're making excuses, obviously just pretty ordinary at Bendigo last start. So, I mean, it's puzzling. We've seen some really puzzling decisions from WA Connections with interstate representation over the last couple of years and that just – is another one to add to the postscript of WA racing. Yeah. No Carberry, no <clears throat> Mobile MO. Maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, so Amelia's Jewel, what price quack are they talking about at the moment? 230, 240-ish. And Uncommon James, like he's the one, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he probably is. Yeah. But again, he's been traveling all around the country. I guess he's a seasoned professional. He's a really good he's on a speed good horse. horse. Yeah, he's a good horse. But he's just a good horse. Yeah. He's not, I, I know he's wanting. Group one now. I think he's nine starts, six wins, three seconds, yeah. something like that. So he's just a, he's just a yeah. good horse. Yeah. Yeah. Love that uh, horse. Yeah. Horse. Good horse. Um, and of course, we had the two two year old final lead ups to the Karakata, the Perth Stakes, and uh, the Jim Crack. 
and LK Fernie produced one off a 400-meter trial, gave the punters a bit of a – give it a – Bit of a whack in the post race talking to Britney. Don't don't what you say? Well, I miss that. He basically said the, yeah. the punters who don't like four hundred meter trial trailers into their debut can go and jam it up their ass. I think so. I did. Well, that's the Dion Luciani <laughs> yeah. special. He did say to me yeah. after the race. Yeah. He said, "Yeah." He goes, "What did he say?" He gave himself a little rev up. He yeah. won't know what saying something along the lines did of he, uh, "Did he give himself that's a, a that's, a, that's, a, that's a proper training. <laughs> yeah. That's a proper training performance for you, Terry. Yeah, it was. It was a uh, massive. It's the first time I got to press a button. It felt good. <laughs> Pete and I can't hear them though. We don't have headphones, no. but I can imagine it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. I'm just looking ahead to see if there's any because some of the eastern staters would uh, could be benefited by the the rain. Bell and Nipotina in particular, but looking at the 14 day forecast of the Quokka. Um, What's the bomb saying? Is it still called the bomb, or did they change the name? I'm on weather 25. I don't know where. Is it I'm back in the bomb site? Uh, yeah. I think it, they ran home with their tail between the legs <laughs> after trying to inform everyone it was now to be known as the Bureau. <laughs> The bureau. Imagine, imagine the perp being the person to come up with that idea. How about about we do this? Not ideal. Just tell the public what you want when you've been given a, you know, a nickname that's almost a little, you know, a nice little thing to have. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Uh, What do we got? What's the fourteen day? Give you fine. No good. Fine. It'll be great. Yeah. And they won't be wrong this far out either. So. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be that'll be foolproof. So anyway, LK Fernie was very bullish. She was very uppish after the uh, after the victory of Ripcord. It was an even better win on review. I yes. thought got caught deep, tucked in, didn't get much cover. Had to go again uh, up against race fit horses. Maybe uh, the girls will be better than laid the boys. In, laid in as well. Laid in, yeah. but um, yeah, I, I don't know if it's beaten Live to Tell in the big one. The funny thing with Live to Tell, um, its two wins have been from the back. It's got ruled gate speed. Yeah. Like, it's a horse that can probably lead him. That's, the, further. Scary, that's mm. the scary thing. So, it, so they'll probably draw a gate now by law of averages in the uh, in the Carra and uh, dearie mate, it could be a see you later. Yeah, alligator. She's good. Would have loved to have seen a rematch of Brave Halo. We'll get it at some stage, I presume. But I mean, look, she was the one who beat the pattern on the day. Ripcord, I agree against the overall race shape was probably suited in terms of the times they ran, but just in terms of an educational thing, I think yeah. he's got so much to improve. Mm-hmm. A lot of banter, there was a real big slowdown going into the yeah. corner there. Yeah, there was. And um, I think he probably wins if he runs a more genuine yeah, okay. split into the straight. And I know Simon's very big on his sectional breakdowns and so forth. I think they'll have a game plan with that horse. And if it draws well again, I wouldn't be surprised if that's a little sneaky chance. In I, the I kind of feel like a lot of Banda had to come back a bit because of the pressure from the horse on its outside. Was that one of Sue Olives, I think it was, who was sort of – they just went too yeah. early, so they had to come up for a bit of air. But, yeah, I'm with you. It, was a very, it wasn't a very economical run for mm. the leader. Snow Prince was good considering the shape, <laughs> shape race, race shape and Geordie Turner losing his iron early. So. Do you see him watch the replay? You can actually see yeah. him trying to get his feet back in. And Imagine the, he's done the a nerve pretty good having job to reach down yeah. going 60 k's an hour to put your foot back in. The only yeah. thing that's keeping you from hitting the deck. It's and the centre of the deck wasn't playing well. So if it, a lot of them throughout the day were peaking on their runs when you got about six, seven horses off the fence. Like it seemed as though it just got a bit thicker. Pete, out there Pete, to get through. Pete, you know a little bit more about you know a lot more about lanes than I do. Was Liv to tell wider and so wide that she was actually in a good lane? Is that a possibility? That is a possibility. Yeah, we often see those. It was also race shape. It was. Yeah, you had the yeah. horses out in front there were Twisted Gold and something else. They yeah. were both sort of 50, 100, 150 to one. So you, 
yeah, pattern plays a certain part, but I mean, as soon as you're getting rough dogs out in front, they're stopping on the horses behind them. Mm-hmm. Even though that didn't really stop, Twister Girl's only beaten two lengths. A lot of them only beaten two lengths, but it does make it. Easy I think it was just more the thing. Like she, she just run down Super Smink, who's a good horse and was backed on the day. There was obviously some level of confidence around. Got the perfect run in transit and still picked it up on the line. And you know, Super Smink ran the second fastest last two hundred of the race and got beat. Yeah, incredible. Chris Anova was huge again for a horse that we've seen. Beat. Wasn't it interesting? Yeah, yeah just didn't, we didn't step. If you go back to its trials, and that that was my concern. It hadn't been stepping super, and in a race like that, where you got three or four horses that are happy to lead or breathe straight away, you're going to be swallowed up. Yeah, I mean, I don't think many people had it on the back of a horse. Was or, it more special? Mix, I think more special. More special. Outside, yeah. outside yeah. leader. Yeah, yeah. yeah. more then, special. I think Soaring Solo won one cup. Thing, it's yeah. a pretty brave horse. More yeah. special. I think it'll it'll win a few races. And yeah. um, tell you, well, I, I threw it out as a bit of a, a bit of a rough rough dog. I don't know why rough dog's my word of the day, but it is at this point in time. <laughs> Um, I, I still reckon that if Happy as Larry draws a gate and and gets the run, I, I reckon it would have just about won as well. I reckon Happy as Larry is a proper horse. I'll probably yeah. go the Caracatta next. We'll go around two hundred to one. Should go around three hundred to one. But I just think Happy Larry, Happy as Larry is a very nice horse. Has you got a bit of red publisher about it? Happy would, as Larry. I'd love to get a hold of Happy as Larry. That would yeah. be one I would love to get a hold of after I buy West Coast Warrior. So. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Doing a raid on the. Um- Did you know? So you messaged me yesterday and said Craig went to Binjara. I didn't even know there was a jockey change in race one yesterday. Was that announced after the race? It didn't matter. I didn't actually have a bet in the race. It didn't matter. But race one yesterday, um, Lisa Staples Road, West Coast Warrior, not Craig? Uh, that's what it looked like. Seemingly I never saw race, any yeah. announcement whatsoever. But just after the race, when the results went in, it said um, it said Lisa instead of Craig. So it didn't so, matter yeah. to me in the slightest. I just found that very interesting. I wasn't really paying that much attention no. yesterday. I, I had everything done. I was just sitting there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Scream 5. <laughs> and so I wow. did. And so I was just like, had the alarm set and it was just every half hour just get tuning and going. Oh, I thought you would have been glad after the first because you've been saying, I just hope that one, yeah. one, one, one soon. I <laughs> one, can't one, remember one, one professing my love for one, one, one. But I mean, yeah. it was in, it was entertaining listening to Macca call that race. Well, we're going to have a, we're about to discuss a couple of Yeah, Craig Sta- says in the, in the Stewards Report, Craig Staples, misunderstanding. Replaced on West Coast Warrior with L Lisa Staples. So, Misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> She'd have been kind to him there if he's gone to the wrong track. So Very, man. that's yeah. happened to the best of us. Yeah. Well, I mean, not me, but <laughs> awkward. No doubt. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> okay. All right. So we're sort of stretching out the intro part because yeah. the, fields, the fields are just so small well, let's just, heading, let's just heading into the preview. But yeah, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to gather ourselves. We're doing Friday as well, just to make time. <laughs> well, the guru, I'm sure the guru's done uh, Dongra. I'm sure he's done a bit of uh, York Monday as well. Yeah. So he might as well throw out a bit. <laughs> Dongra Cup's the biggest field on Saturday. I think you're fine. <laughs> it's right. a 13 horse field. Yep. <laughs> yep. Genuinely. I think it's the biggest field on, I think. Oh, is there a 13er? Have the you, two-year-olds might have got 13, did they? Uh, have you found, no, it's 10. It's only 10. Have you found a moral in the Donger Cup? No. Sure. No, I've looked at the Donger Cup this hour, though. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll take a break, and then we'll be back with our preview for WATC Derby Day. All right. It's time to partner with Betfan Preview WATC Derby Day. BJ Ryan, Terry Layton, and Pistol Pete Antonitz. We're teaming up to record episode 162 of the 1-1. This is the... West Australian Racing Podcast. It's just after 11.30 on Thursday, the 6th of April. Ascot and Kalgoorlie, they're both racing on Good Friday. That's tomorrow. Ascot and Dongra Cup Day Saturday. Albany Cup Day Easter Sunday. And York 
wraps up, uh, wraps up the long, long weekend on Easter Monday. Nice to have a break today, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's nice to have a Thursday off, yeah. off the wrecks, hunt. Um, don't forget, PJ, stay tuned throughout the show for info on hanging into the market city meets get out stakes competition. And don't forget, um, don't forget, yeah. coming up after race five, we got Chrissy Parnham, who uh, used the uh, T. Well, it might be worth following Chrissy Parnham this weekend if you can uh, follow the same form he did in the saddle after uh, his victory two weeks ago. We've got him taking on the Hawk. Mm. The Hawk broke his maiden status the other day. Hawk for Catherine Godden. <laughs> Uh, oh, the hawk. The yeah, horse. the horse. <laughs> hawk. The horse. Hawk. <laughs> I always think of hawk when yeah. I see the horse. Hawk. Yeah. Understandably, because it's the same word. Um, <laughs> taking on, <laughs> taking on Christian Hawkins. Christian Hawkins. Yes. Oh, help me out here, BJ. Yeah. Uh, later in the uh, the show. Yeah, right, can't wait. Chris Barnum versus Christian Hawkins in the Mastermind. Of course, we've got two gentlemen who who uh, have a lot to do with Betfair and Pistol and the Guru. Are we? Can we tune into any? Any uh, of you two giving any further racing insights over the Easter long weekend? Absolutely not. You un- gonna... Uncontactable, Pete? Phone just goes off. <laughs> yeah. All you want to do is give them reviews on screen five. Don't <laughs> you? Really? <laughs> is they up to five? They're really up to well, five. Well, six is on six dollars yeah, cinema right yeah. now. So is it really? Uh, I thought I'd go back through the any archives. Any of the same characters? Yep. What? Oh, the Dewey? Or, oh, no, he died. Did he die? Oh, oh don't tell us what happened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Because they all die. No, you got to watch it. You can't just watch one movie. And do you own a mask? I don't own a mask. I mean, you're going to wear it to Royal Ascot to do mounting. Yeah, <laughs> that, that would be amazing. Which horses can and can't handle it? Scream like, Seven. Uh, no, like interview with the vampire, uh, Brad Pitt. Wow, Tom Cruise style. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'll be. <laughs> What was, what was Tom Cruise's other show? Eyes Wide Shut. That, that oh, might I'd be one of those ones. Oh yeah, that's a different sort of film. I was going to say, BJ, dearing me. <laughs> Bloody hell. Not suitable for a one, isn't it? Not suitable for Royal Ascot. Erotic thriller. That's not suitable for one one podcast. Gee whiz. Uh, what about you two? You on, you on anywhere? Nah. No. Nah, nothing? Nah, Miles can get stuffed. All right. <laughs> nah. I'll do a preview for this meeting, which I just I wouldn't miss it if I were you. This will be sensational. I'm going to try and do it in 11 words in total. Yep. Dog. Dog, dog, dog. White, 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 dog shit. Uh, all right. So the one one is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, all other major podcasting platforms. So please download, subscribe, like, follow, review. And if there's an opportunity to give us a five star rating, Terry, well, don't don't think, just do. First exactly. Year best exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which questions he asked me this time? I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, have you seen? Uh, you seen Top Gun Maverick? While we're talking about I have. Movies? Yeah. What do you think? Oh, it's one of the best action films of the last what thirty years. Yeah, the best, if not all time. Yeah, the best. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. And I hadn't even seen Top Gun One going into it. I kept myself what? nice fresh. Yeah, I mean, look, that's I, incredible. So have I, you watched Top Gun One now? No. Really? Yeah, I already know what happens, so it's just like I don't need to watch it. But the second one. Gave myself a little bit. Uh, this might be a bit of fun. Yeah. Just perfect, wasn't it? Perfect. So good. Yeah. Everything you could have wanted from a uh, a sequel. Just a proper action film. We haven't had many of those because it's all about superheroes. And, and you had you know, to like, be uh, in the cinemas to, to yeah, appreciate it. completely. Yeah, very good. You too? Did you see it? Have you? No, but I might want to now. With that type of review, it's, it's on the uh, to-do list. All right. Okay. So let's get stuck mm. into this WATC Derby preview and we'll start with the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design, whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's, 
Craig Witten f- uh, fast becoming the the water boy of uh, WA Racing. Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. You'll know one of the guys. Bobby Boucher. Yeah. Bobby uh, Boucher. M- M- Mama said. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That sounds after. Medulla Mum say that happiness is from magic rays of sunshine that come down when you're feeling blue. Now, uh, Pete, you are a uh, student of track button and yes. uh, everything. What, what can we look forward to with the rail back in the true position on uh, I'm Saturday? I'm still pretty wary of the old rail true rails and run, but we're also getting smaller fields. So, mm. you know, will the bias stand up? Probably not as relevant, but at the same time, I'm not going to be jumping into anything that's set up, drawn gate one. I'll put it that way. Interesting. She's fit drawn one in the derby, isn't it? But yeah, look, I mean, look, I always basically when it comes to staying features, I just disregard the track pattern because often this is a, an old Mark Lamborn pearl, but yep. they can often beat the track pattern just purely on the fact that they're saving ground and they're not very fast horses. That's why they're racing over the staying journey. So. Sometimes to saving that ground along the inside, you might very well find that's the easier passage. Okay, so there's a little bit of rain possible tomorrow, Good Friday, and then we've got 26 degrees on the Saturday. Leading up to last week's uh, Roma Cup meeting, there was significant rainfall on the Thursday, but it seemed to do the track the world of good um, heading into the big one. I thought the track was pretty good last Saturday. That was crap. You reckon? No, I don't know. You couldn't make any ground, could you? I thought the centre was poor. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just the horse's eye back. Yeah. Didn't let down as much stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely thought it was advantageous to be closer. Well, considering uh, they were tipping 6-7 after the 40 mil and it's ended up being mm. a 4-3, yeah, yeah, yeah. it sort of the it drain, drained very drain well. well. It did yeah. drain very well. Yeah, yeah, I'm just talking about fairness across sure. in that sense. But, yeah, um, yeah interesting with that. Ra- the rail at the true pad played better last time. But, yeah, exactly what Pete said. There's still some uh, nervousness. But with the easterly, you don't want to be backing anything Getting too no, you're in saying that too far back, is it yeah. been sixth yeah, I know, yeah. on Saturday? Yeah, yeah. Because they're six horse fields. That was the joke. Okay. Yep. All right, let's get moving on. Eh? Mm. Race one is the Key Clean Handicap. Quay. Quay Clean Handicap over the 1,000 metres for the rating 66 Brigade. Five acceptors. This was uh, this race was extended at nomination to the Bustler. Was among the nominations. I think he had sixty-three kilos. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think Neil Punn was ever starting Bustler seven days before the uh, the Quaco. Do you think that was just to um, ensure the race went ahead? I think so. Accept and then scratch. But you get in. Surely you'd get. He didn't accept, but I think I think it helped. There was I think there was four or five Neville Punnam horses in this because the platinum Nons. was also uh, there weren't any even. He got held over a day. Yeah, he yeah. got held over. Yeah. So um, maybe they're finding out that maybe these programming so many thousand meter races isn't necessarily a good thing. So oh, that's why you shouldn't clash. I've always said that's why you shouldn't clash with Dongaroo Cup. That's right. Mm. <laughs> so Snowdome is class. He uh, the question that we were speaking about before, of course, um, we started recording. Pete was, are they going to release the shackles on? Snowdome and let a fast horse go fast on Saturday. I was pretty keen on Snowdome last start, and he was not a fast horse running fast. He's mm. gone below benchmark to the six hundred. I think he missed spot. the kick though, didn't he? No, I think that's that's a bit soft for me. Like, he's you a, think he should still should have been just, revved? He's up. got the speed to be able to cross that that bunch yeah. and dictate the race. He missed the, the kick a couple of times at the end bit, of last bit, prep bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's. That's probably the the query here, isn't it? I mean, if he if he leads here, gate one, 
he's probably what got Cosmopolitan Girl as the only other potential leader in this race. He sure. can miss the he can miss the kick, yeah, and still just muster up. But if, if he gets crossed early, Cosmopolitan Girl recorded the best figure of the day there at Belmont. Mm. Could give him a bit of a run. Um, yeah, hundred percent. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> so, I, that's that's exactly so, what so I agree with. Snowdome fifty nine kilos. I know the thousand meters. The weight doesn't matter as much. But if you got a roll in Cosmo, what's she going to get in with fifty two and a half after Luke Campbell's claim? But they met last campaign where yeah. Snowdome carried six more and beat her pretty well. But yeah. Cosmo potentially has improved more than Snowdome has since yeah, that that's run. A, that's is a fair an interesting point. aspect. So the big thing I found with and with Luke Campbell's riding because it, it looks these are the type of races I like to bet in because they look obvious how they're going to settle mm. Snowdome should lead Cosmopolitan Girl isn't that quick anymore yeah. like it's just not that but it should land and, in the breeze here and even first up it, it found the front but slow yeah mm. it was, they were walking. that was a 1200 back yep. to the thousands definitely it's go at this stage but I think it will get the 1200 with the sit actually yep. City Angel I think they'll want to ride with cover it's been it's best races so they'll be happy just parking up behind Snowdome and Invisible String will be very happy in the 1-1 behind Cosmo and go forward will be last like it, it's very simple map and they're the type of races I love to bet in you know it's going to happen to some degree they won't go super quick be nice and controlled but I just I've got a query on if Cosmopolitan Girl and Luke Campbell and Luke when he's on Breeze Horses I've noticed a lot and this is more so at Pinjarra. He's at you before the team. Yeah, he doesn't put pressure it, on you. He doesn't give I don't like inch, it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like it because I've backed a lot of those leaders. Cooks it for you. But this is the situation with the 52 and a half where you probably want to do that. And you want to mm. say, all right, let's, let's turn this into a, a war, a bit of a way from home and uh, and see how we go. So look, my, my gut is that Snowdon kicks through leads, wins like a nice horse. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them go head to head. And Snowdome doesn't. Maybe it hasn't gone to the next level like we thought it might. It, it's a nice horse, but that's it. I, I, I don't know. Um, and then I just, yeah, if Cosmo does go at it early enough and go forward, gets the right run through it or on the quickest last two, but will it be three lengths off them and not be able to run a quicker last two by three lengths? I don't think so. So I think the winner comes from Snowdome or, or Cosmo, but I'm not sure. I think the market's pretty pretty rightish. I was like 250 to 450, um, but I haven't had a bet at all and I probably won't even take sort of five bucks Cosmo if it was like 650 mm -hmm. I'd maybe have a bet but I don't know I'm happy just not losing money here Pete yeah it's a bit of a who cares cup yep <laughs> so even though I've got cup. Cosmo Mark like clear second favorite and, and overlay it's just uh, I don't need this in my life <laughs> yeah, that's I'm the exact I, I should be backing Cosmo yeah, yeah. but I yeah I just I just don't need it in my life either. That's that's just it's extremely well said. BJ, do you need this in your life? Not particularly. I just think the, <laughs> the real the real Snowdome stands up. Chris Parnham will get, will get his opportunity to win on him for the very first time. Uh, uh, Apparently, he was quizzed by Michael Heaton about it. I heard. I listened to that. <laughs> he, he didn't like it very much. But, I think. but uh, uh, the uh, the facts are the facts. There's no denying that Chris has mm. yet to win aboard Snowdome on race day, but I think he will on Saturday. He's too good for these. Just ride him like the good horse he is and uh, he'll be too fast. When does Wade, when do you care about Wade? Like I'm I'm not disagreeing with you at all. I'm mm. just saying it's funny, isn't it? If Snowdome had 61, would you say the same thing here? Yeah, probably would. Yeah. I, I think Snowdome is- uh, What about 63? Yeah, well, that's probably- What about 65? <laughs> <laughs> Higher or lower? Because <laughs> yeah, this, this is the question I was asking myself. What's the weight gap I want to see as a difference to level it up where yeah. it can get it? The funny thing is, Pete, when I wrote my – when I looked at the track pattern for today, I was actually – I think it'll be on speed. I was like, the breeze might be better mm. because the rail's been off. So then we go, well, hang on. If Cosmopolitan's the one that's on the better lane, that's another thing in its favour. But allowing for that's a little bit of a – 
bit of a... I think Snowdome's been a bit of a victim of programming in a way that they were sort of didn't know whether to go for the Placid Arc or the Guineas last year. And I think he was in... Going to the Guineas was uh, Faritha Guineas wasn't didn't end up being the right move for this particular horse, and I think that's why it looks like his his well his form did trail off after kicking off his spring with a bang in the three year Classic, and then he went enormous in the Belgravi, got struck over the nose with a whip. I think it was a protest in that race as well. Probably should have almost won. Amelia's Jewel got there in the last bound, um, and I thought I just thought first up was just a, a train wreck. Um, the way the race shaped in the tactic and tactically as well, no nonsense from one. Just ride him like a good horse, and I think he will just he will put a galloping exhibition. I think so. Too good for him, for mine. Race two is the Vale Julie Cayley handicap, and this was going to be a kind of interesting type of race, but we've had a scratching this morning. Number two, the second favourite, Major Max, is out. So this is a five horse field. Four. Four horse field. So Shik's not a horse. <laughs> What'd you call it? So <laughs> Shmick. <laughs> no, a bit of an issue getting that one out. I thought you said something else, but um, yeah. <laughs> so <shit. laughs> That's correct. I didn't say that. Uh, all right. Accurate. So Mount Nash is on the quick backup after winning basically the same race last Saturday. Uh, winning a race significantly better than this. I so yeah, yeah. So last week was a seventy-two, but it was scaled as a sixty-six. So uh, with Luke's. Claim, I think he goes up one kilo, perhaps two. two is it? Was up fifty five last week, fifty seven this week. Okay, um, and then we've got beat the bro, export man, Mahalio, and the horse that is no, not really in the field, but kind of is in social media. Pete, yeah, just next race. Yeah, uh, it's just Luke Campbell's riding Mountain Ash really well. He seems to be getting the timing right and going fast enough, and that's clearly the key to the horse. Fast tempos. That's it. Full stop. Concur. It's just there's nothing to talk about here. Have lunch during this race. What time is it? Should win one twenty-two in the afternoon. It's perfect. It'll be on course here at Ascot. What's your the thing is if the horse doesn't turn up, I can't tell you which of the next three I'd back. Oh, That's the worst yeah. part. Right. I can't even tell you which of the next three I would I would back. I would Expert go man up to a mile. Its last run was a bit sloppy. Mahalia, I think, is better suited. Maybe chasing it, but is it going that well with the bars on and mm. beat the bro doesn't win horse races. No. So maybe it is. So sh- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, look, Mountain Ash, I think I'm about $1.70 after the scratching, and I'm, but I'm not interested either. Yeah. So lunchtime, yep. what's, your, what's, your, what's your sort of meal or vendor of choice at, on course at Ascot? It's the smoked salmon bagel Ooh. from the cafe. It's just it's consistent, you know, what you're getting every time. It's I wouldn't say it's like the healthiest option in the world, but, you know, it's better than 99% of the food you're going to get at Ascot Racecourse, and you can get it at Belmont as well. Ah, amazing. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. This song. All right. It's exciting. <laughs> We're just losing it now. It's All right. The, uh, the card's already got the better of us. We're only two races down. Tab Touch. This is race three. The Tab Touch. West Speed Platinum Handicap. Tab Touch. Be better at life, of course. How could we forget? This is um, 58 plus over the 1,000 metres. They got so little noms that they had to help hold over a day to get a field together for this particular race. But and what a field. What, but what up walks couldn't be happier, could he? Some sort, uh, the the, uh, the top weight, Brandon Louis, Chris and Michael, Ganjimi from gate one. We've got a resuming no dice. William Pike is a good booking. Like a Jay Grill won a similar race last night. It's first win in a year and a half. And uh, my Maddie last week, two rides again, flashlight for fourth. And 
I just feel like just about ready to to win one of these particular thousand meter races. But uh, any thoughts on this one, Guru? Nope, absolutely none. I'm sorry. 1,428 days for Chirais again because it does make a lot of sense. But a stat like that, it's just uh, it's difficult to come at. No dice. Trial was good enough. He's gold one. The trial was good enough. It wasn't a great trial. No visors on. Um, some sort on its day will kick and win. That's the thing. It, it'll be just a different horse every day, I think, with some sort. On its day, it kicks and wins. And if you put um, maybe maximum in- impact and, oh, I don't know, something else around it that's not very good, that gives it a bit of separation. Like a Jaguar one, that convincingly that it can very easily win again. Yeah. Um, it's in good form. Yeah, it's right. It's in very good form. And Glasgow yeah. Girl is a, is a really nice horse too. So, Yeah. None of these are anywhere near a bet price for me. Okay. I just Anything close to a bet price? Nope. Nothing, really? Nope. Yeah, if I'm the same. I'm $4 nope. the field and have even less interest here than, yep. than the last race. Uh, to rise again, I think, is just I'm waiting for it to go to Pinjarra down yeah. the straight. It's yeah. just been waiting for it all crap and it hasn't happened yet. For 1,428 days now. <laughs> oh, yeah. But you know how much I love a straight race at Pinjarra and that horse has just got good fond memories. So I think I probably backed it its last win. So, you know. This is just, who cares? <laughs> what was that? That was, Trump a Trump <laughs> <laughs> that was the last one we went back to. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I had a good Feb, good March, and I've had no winners <laughs> so far in April. What's, what's the opposite of a trumpet? Do you have a mwah, mwah, mwah? Yeah, yeah. there we go. So, so say, you say no winners in April. No winners so far in April. We can only press the buttons, we yeah. can't actually Mate, hear them. This, so. this start to this Derby Day hour. is just the worst crazy meeting on a Saturday I think I've seen full stop. Like the broadly, this is a big the big concern and numbers. Steve Wood's been banging on about this for about five years about horse population within Western Australia. It's a massive concern. It has to be a massive concern for the uh, the hierarchy at Rawa. Um, I know that we have had a lot of racing. There's a lot of racing um, over the Easter long weekend as well. We've got country cups coming out of our ears. All seem to be all clumped in together. I don't know what why that's happening. There, there needs to be some real work put into drawing more horses and i think we're going to have to draw tried horses into the system encourage people to go out to the online sales or east coast and bring tried horses into the system like our provincial you know our maidens our ones and threes are all quite you know healthy numbers wise but this is this is like if we're we're not getting fields on derby day um it's a massive concern for the industry going forward so people are going to have to put their heads together and try and work out some ideas about sort of picking this up um, and um, even just the number of horses that get purchased from mm. West Australian trainers, like this is going to be a continual thing for years to come. So it's a big concern. So watch this space. Um, race four is the only race with uh, double, double figures. figures is the uh, Mrs. Max plate, Terry. Love a Mrs. Max. Take it back. Exactly. Uh, over the 1,000 metres for the two-year-olds and the Short price elect is Shell Bell, Dion Luciani, William Pike coming off two 400-meter trials. It was nominated to race on the 18th of March but was scratched and has trialed since then, trialed like a rocket, goes good as Shell Bell. A few of these horses on the quick spin around here, seven days between runs for Soaring Solo, Twist of Gold and one other, I think, and um, 
couple of first starters as well, and we see the return from, a, I guess, a let-up from Auspicious, who um, Odenaka treated with contempt on debut. Pete? Melted on debut was the report for Auspicious, so we'll what get a note. Melted on debut. It was hot. Yep. What does melted mean? Uh, yeah, the yeah, horse went fell, to pieces. Apart, yeah. yeah. Ah. Sweated its parts off and, yeah, probably didn't come to play. What does this come to play? Oh, you, play you reckon you might see the real auspicious? Well, maybe, but they've also been pretty content to ride it with a sit in trials, but it's led both of them by default. That was yeah. the way yeah, I was getting. How funny was that? Like, yeah. The, it was given the front. You can see Brad Parnham didn't really want to go forward in both trials and because there's no way it leads this. No, no. It's and, the but, third quickest out of, and it's the widest. It's yeah. Three got, quick ones. It's got three wide no cover written all it over. Does, it does. I think it gets in. You reckon? Yeah, I okay. think because those two are so quick. Yeah. Um, and there's so many inexperienced horses that don't have as much gate speed that I saw in the trials. That might get a bit I scrambly think, early. Yeah. I think there'll be room for him to get in, but uh, her to get in. But, um, yeah, it's no fate accompli. Mm-hmm. And as a result, it's just a no bet race. Shell Bell, two really quick 400-meter trials should dictate here. If the horse is going well and some of that form from the first prep was really good, it's the right favourite. Auspicious no price to find out. Um, Twist of Gold is third favourite and it's Twist of Gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I think Pikey needs to be wary on Shell Bell that um, Luke would have put Luke on. Luke would have put Luke Luke. uh, on Twist of Gold to be handlebars down. So even though Shell Bell is a very quick horse, if if it goes mad, just let it go, follow it, pop to the breeze, do what you need to do in that sense. So I don't know. Shell Bell to me looks like a very – I think it's getting better, better, better every race, every time we see it. um, Yeah, I'm $1.70. So I don't like backing horses at even money. Um, I'm not going to take the $1.90 at the moment, but I'll – I'll happily back this at even money late if I get even money. Do you reckon we get better than that on the exchange? Or? We're going to have to because I'm not taking the – took a little bit of Brad. So I think Brad went up 235 this Ooh, morning. So that's, that's giving me something. But um, who knows? Auspicious has got a, a little spruik around and Twister Gold's just uh, taken a lot of banner to a half lift, a tail to 2.1. So maybe, but I can't see any of the debutantes getting strong support. They might have some talent, but none of them are winning this, I don't think. Do you know there's a horse in here who I reckon is going to be a very smart horse? Can I guess? Yeah. Fence sitter. No. Oh, it's usually the, the wolfie runner. Uh, Highland Flair. Oh, do you know who that's related to? Who? Rick. Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, you need to get that as well. Tune in. The nature boy. Yeah. Get ready! Watch Highland Flair on debut. <laughs> this horse's trials are much better than they oh, than they uh, read on paper. Heck, McLaren. Um, what the heck? Bought this horse in a, I think it was a ready to run, 50,000. Really liked this horse as a prospect. Look out for him um, down the track. But to keep, right, keep right. put him in your black book, Highland Flair, as a horse to follow prior to his debut and mm-hmm. follow him in time. But, yeah, this looks like a bit of a Shell Bell benefit, really, doesn't it? Yep. Just that, as I said, just that that one little issue. And um, so it's, that's why I'm definitely going to need the two bucks, at least $2. Uh, just that one little thing, it will be taken on by a very quick horse. So Pikey may have to hand up. So if Live to Tell wasn't in this, um, Live to Tell Twister Gold, sorry, wasn't in this, yep. um, it'd be a big gap. But uh, Pete, Pete's also just made me a, a touch wary with the, that comment about auspicious because what we've seen on. In the trials, it's a very nice horse. So. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting stuff, but yeah, Shell Bell, $1.70. Okay. 
Uh, I'm sure if Auspicious can get across and Tobol, Shell Bell somehow or um, Twisted Gold somehow, then it sort of brings it in, into the mm. race a bit. Could even it? breeze if Twisted Gold crosses Shell Bell. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then it's because Twisted Gold's drawn directly inside of it. So mm. interesting watch early. Yes. All right. So let's, gee whiz, that's race for you. Let's take a break because we've got Chris and Christian coming up. Duking it out for that $100 voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since 1899. It's mastermind time. All right, BJ, Peter, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. Sure is, Terry. The, the Mundaring, of course, has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, uh, drop in and see the publican Ian Butchie O'Connor on this Easter long weekend. Feed, flutter, frothies, family atmosphere, the big deck. It's going to be rocking and rolling up there uh, across the Easter festivities. And let him know that you listen to the 1 1, of course. And uh, Butchie will uh, look after you, that is for sure. Okay, so we've got our mastermind returning to make it two on the trot. Let's bring him in, Chris Barnum. Hey, boys. G'day, Chris. It's good to have you back. Uh, we were just telling you a little stat before we started, but we, we thought we'd save it for when we were live. Um, after your uh, after your mastermind demolition last uh, Thursday morning over over Dot Morgan, mm -hmm. Riley Dot Morgan, you came out. How many did you ride at Pinjarra? Four or five? Yeah, Three? handful. Four or five? Yeah. How many did you ride at Pinjarra on Thursday? Um, five. 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 Not yeah, you can't. Oh, the Thursday before. But then you went uh, nine from 21 after uh, nine winners from your next 21 rides after winning the Mastermind. So I don't know. You, you're obviously in reasonable, Nick, but I, I put that down, and I'm sure you would too, to having a bit of a spring in your step after uh, after tasting Mastermind's success. Would that be right? <laughs> yeah, no doubt, mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had no spring in my set yesterday, though. I got about five favourites. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's well. The mastermind has come around at the at the exact right time for you, Chris. Yeah, so. I, I reckon in your defence as well. I don't. I think Sesswa is one of those horses. You're in a. Uh, you're on a. Uh, what do you call it? A hiding to nothing. I think it's going to go around significantly under the odds every start. So next time Danny says you want to ride Sesswa, I say no. It's going to make me look shit. <laughs> and it's definitely, it's definitely the horse. It'd be nice if you can make some ground up, though. Yeah, yeah, it was a tough, yeah, that would be nice. Tough day to do that yesterday, Chris. You're riding. Uh, she's fit in the favourite. Uh, in the sorry, in the Derby. Last time we spoke to you was in the lead up to the WA Oaks. You won the Oaks on her last uh, two weeks ago. You're riding her tomorrow in the Derby Eight Horse Field uh, Gate One. It's going to be an interesting race tactically. Yeah, sure will be. Um, she she's in good nick though, so. Um, yeah, I wouldn't stop her for any other in the race. But, um, gonna need a bit of luck from the draw. Yeah, we're a fascinating little uh, little affair. We've got the Eastern State of the couple of fillies. Yours is the, obviously the standout in that sense, and they're coming from slowly run races. And then you've got the um, the the Derby. Who'd you ride in the? Did you ever ride in the the lead up to the? Yeah, he rode Fly Away Home. But fly Away up, Home. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Probably not a good one to mm -hmm. judge it on. But do, do you ever feel if you think the boys or the girls are better this year, or um, it's a bit hard to tell? Um, it's a little bit hard to tell. I think they're pretty even. Um, but, yeah, I guess you don't really know until they line up against each other. So, uh, But I think the derby will make for a pretty intriguing race. So I don't know if there'll be a lot between them all. Yeah, it's 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 fascinating in the fact that I mean the Derby all the lead ups for the blokes have been run at really strong tempos with like horses like Lord Randolph and B 
Big Red Hawk and Truvinsky and, and and all the the lead ups for the girls have um, absolutely dawdled. So you, you try and like we, I tried to sort of have a quick look and compare the form, and I'm like, well, it's a different, it's a totally different race. Like it's it's very hard to line up. And people are saying, well, she's fit might be the best stayer in the race, um, or the best West Australian stayer at least. And like, well, she hasn't really had the opportunity to to go along at a decent tempo. I, I and, thought, but that, that might thought, that might even happen. I thought that Natasha was quite. Isn't that the race where? Um, Admiration Express went that very fast. But, yeah. um, and what's that? Sort of a, is that 22? That was 22, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I might have cooked that. No, you're right. Hey, Chris, also you picked up the ride on Hot Z in the Quokka next uh, next Saturday as well. Yeah, I have. Yeah, that will be pretty exciting to, to be a part of that race. Um, it's going to be an outside chance, but yeah, just be, just be good to be a part of it again. Yeah, 100%. All right. Let's bring in today's challenger. He's had a few cracks at this, a few bites of the cherry before, but he's back for another swing. It's none other than Christian Michael Hawkins. Go, Hawk. Morning, boys. How are we? Very good. Very good. What's happening? Where are where are we? In uh, you up in up in uh, Headland? Just uh, yeah, up in Headland. Uh, just getting ready for the race season up here. So um, yeah, a couple of couple of months away, and we'll be uh, ready to rock and roll. What's your plan with um, your horses in Headland? You're getting Ella Fella back up there soon. I think it'll go well just being snagged out the back hawk and um, making some sustained <laughs> runs. I, I can't yeah, see any yeah. reason why you'd try and lead races with it. <laughs> Straight into it, eh, Tesla? <laughs> Straight into it. Uh, Mate, well, I'm, I'm 2,000 k's away, so you can't shoot me for that, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I chucked that tweet up and there was only one person I was aiming it at and I got a text from him shortly after, so my job was well, uh, my uh, job was done. Yeah, well, you can thank your offsider there because I, I, I'm not really up to speed with all the uh, social media. I actually... Uh, You've I, actually got a lot I'm... I'm a blue-collar worker, not a white-collar worker, Gary, you know, so. <laughs> hey, hey, Hawk, how many horses are you looking at or the, um, is the the team looking like for the headland season? What do you, what do you think? Uh, well, it's, it's tricky at this stage because obviously we just had the new baby, so yep. I've lost me uh, number one worker uh, or severely incapacitated for the time being. So, yeah, probably just working two, three maybe, you know, uh, but, yeah, we'll just sort of – see how we pan out as the, the season starts. Very good. And con- <coughs> congratulations, of course, to you, to you and Nadia mm. on the recent arrival of young Florence. So Congrats. very cool, Hawk. Um, all right. And, and just before we go, uh, just before we start the uh, the quiz, rather, Hawk, is it t- – t- can you just give us a little bit of, I don't know, Hawk history with the, the day that you lost the protest on the Mel Vista Stakes? What was, what was the story there? Oh, it was pretty simple. I just um – if anyone knows David O'Hare, well, I just outrode him and he didn't like it. And uh, it was, <laughs> we had words after the line. He ran fifth and I won. And I was actually on one of Ponzi's, uh, he was on one of Ponzi's old man's horses, Mr. Stephen Arles. And um, yeah, we went in and we fought it out and they seen it They seen it differently. And um, well, yeah, yeah, we lost it on protest. Were you on one of Wolfers? Uh, I was on Jern's Fantasy, yeah. Yeah. One of the best ride, one of the best rides you'll ever see, just quietly. <laughs> but um, <laughs> why did they take it off you? I, I haven't seen it myself. I'm dying to see the footage now, but why did they take uh, it off you? Yeah, well it, they compacted up about the half mile and mine was just a dead set stayer, so back back in them days you were allowed to hit him from the half mile and that I did and put here put Harry back across heels and uh, he'd sort of tried to half take a run and in their view the run was sort of there and in my view it wasn't, you know, so um, 
yeah, yeah, that it ended up being, but um, never ever never ended up getting time for it. But um, probably because I fell in the next race and nearly broke every bone in my body, so I think they felt sorry <laughs> for me. <laughs> you had an eventful old day, didn't you? Yeah, it was, it was. But don't worry, I made I made Harry feel like a prick for it after. Like, uh, yeah. When I come, when I when I was conscious about three days later, he's like, "Oh man, sorry," and I'm like, oh, "It's what it is, you know." <laughs> Finish first or fifth? Upheld. That's uh, yeah. fifth against first. Upheld. Yeah, that's good stuff. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to yeah, dig yeah. out the replay. I'm sure uh, Conrad Gomez on uh, W Racing Rewind is got a copy of it somewhere, but we'll dig it out. All right, let's get rolling into this. Chris and Hawk, your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first to answer three. Questions correctly. That's no, Pete. Peter. Oh, you got the name the, there. the original. This is, this is it. I haven't been drinking as much whiskey or smoking as many cigars, so this might be a bit rusty, <laughs> but we'll give it a crack. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Mastermind, are you ready? Ready to go. Oh, yeah. Three, two, one. Let's go. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah. Just the voice. All right. Who am I? A darling of the West Australian Turf Club. I would now be 21 years old. I did not cost my owner slash trainer a cent before I won on debut in 2004 with Kevin Forrester in the saddle. Kevin Chris. Road. Was that a name? Who was that? Chris. Chris, go for it. Ready? No, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Freak. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Absolutely, I, I actually thought that one might favour Hawk being a slightly uh, older generation. I think the Kevin Forrester, yeah, the Kevin Forrester was the moon man. Kevin rode me in all by one of my WA starts. Won nine of thirteen before my uh, before he sold me for seventy five percent. David Mueller sold me for seventy five percent. I do, I do think in the future when I'm on this show, we need to change the name from the Mastermind to something a little bit less because <laughs> I'm going to discredit it. <laughs> no, nah, you'll be right, Hawk. You'll be right. The, uh, yeah, I will come up with something humorous to take the piss out of you. Uh, my 19 <laughs> career wins included the Winterbottom Mac- uh, Manicata Lightning in Newmarket, a uh, King stand at Royal Ascot um, where he knocked off takeover. She knocked off a takeover target. Um, I was actually at that race. BJ, told you that story in the past. Uh, won five group ones, had four goes at group two level, won all four. Um, my initial owner trainer was David Mueller and I shared a last name with one of the most famous names in motorsport history and I highly recommend anyone that hasn't read it there's a book called Princess the Miss Andretti story still to this day one of my favourite books I've read my entire life he got the horse for free and he was a battling trainer down south it's sort of it's the hope you need Hawk it's the hope you need I reckon in uh, in horse ownership it's what I yeah, it's yeah. a story I aspire to. <laughs> with every with every battler that we buy, it's a story I aspire to. Anyway, over to you, BJ. All right, next question. Chris won, <laughs> Hawk yet to score. Okay. With old comrade stakes coming up on Saturday, old comrade defeated what horse in the 2002 Australian Hawk. Cup at Flemington? Hawk. <laughs> Northerly. The Fighting Tiger, Northerly. That was a little freebie for there, I reckon. Uh, that was uh, Pontiff, Paul Harvey, old comrade, Damien Oliver, Northerly. The two West Australians going stride for stride up the Flemington Strait. Old comrade came on top. He only had two more starts after that before he was unfortunately retired too soon. Okay, 1-1. One, one. Name the trainer and jockey that combined to win Monday's Narragin Cup. Hawk. 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 
Vanilla Martin, Angela Johnson. Oh. 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 2-1. Oh, I thought you'd be all over Not that great. one, Chris, <laughs> at, at the day off. <laughs> all right. Didn't even know it was on. <laughs> Andy, yeah. wouldn't even, Andy wouldn't even know where Narragin was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we saw it over Carnarvon a year ago. Yeah. Two, 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 one. Here we go. Uh, Tina Kutu is chasing back-to-back Albany Cups on Sunday. What Belmont-listed staying race did he win as a three-year-old? Oh. oh. The Belmont. Uh, uh, Three, two, uh, one. Belmont Chris, you yeah. want to have a crack? Uh, uh, Zach Ah, uh, <laughs> BJ just remembered we've got buttons to press as well, so <laughs> it's a shame we didn't have those a little bit earlier, but that's okay. So close, Hawk. So close. Yeah, it was the, his uh, following start was in the Belmont Classic. Yes, that's yeah. right. So, yeah, that's so, what I was thinking of. I was going to do yeah. Very close. So Aquanita stakes for Tina Kutu back as a three-year-old. So that's two all. Two all. Here we go. This is Here what we, it's all about. Here we go. All right. We'll move on three. This is this is courtesy of Pete Antonitz. This is a this is a tricky one here, but we'll it's throw doozy, this in. It's a doozy. We'll throw this in for a uh, to to break the tie break. Here we go. With the Amelia's Jewel heading east after the Quokka, the last time Simon A. Miller travelled horses interstate was in two thousand and nineteen. One of those, Chris. Was, Chris. Um. You've gone early, you son. <laughs> yeah, I think I've gone early. I think I've gone early. Have a go. I was going to say first among equals. Incorrect. I still don't think Hawks is certain to get this. No. So, okay. So, he, he travelled horses in 2019 with fellow Amelia Park-owned Amelia's on Fire. Can you name the other horse travelling with Simon A. Miller back in 2019? Ah. Uh. Nah, I'm not. As soon as you say his name, I'll remember it. Um, Buzz him. The correct response is Pete? Nikovi. Nikovi. So he took Amelia's on fire and Nikovi across to Victoria back in 2019. Tuffy. It was a toughie. Uh, not, not for the Pete. great folk of Bunbury. He's <laughs> a uh, black type place, man. All right. Name. Pete, Pete turns up the heat when he's on the show. Name the David Harrison train galloper that won back to back. Old Comrade Stakes in 2020 and 2021. Hawk. Oh. Levo. <laughs> <laughs> Levo retired about 400 years ago, didn't it? Oh, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I love that, though, Levo. That's great. Can I go? Yeah, yeah you're your right, Chris. Chris. Media Baron. Oh. We've got a crowd. We've got a, we've got a studio. Oh, oh, it's gone for Blevo. The correct response. It was only a couple of decades too late, but the correct response <laughs> <laughs> was Media Baron. Chris survived an almighty scare from Certainly the man from Port Hedland, but he's he's back on top of the racing world. He's a WA racing mastermind. Two on the trot. Well done, Chris. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> if you got in first there, were you going to go Blevo? Does that, does that save you some embarrassment? <laughs> No, nah, no, nah, I wasn't going to go Blevo. But, um, 
I don't, no, right. I don't even know if the old Comrade Stakes was around when, when Blobo was racing. No, it was, it was just like, it was on instinct. It was on instinct. <laughs> I wasn't even really listening to the question. I was just like. A bit like the, oh, like the Mel Vista Stakes. You got uh, you lost <laughs> on process. Get, That's what you're talking to Stewart. It was on instinct. <laughs> trying to give your old mate Peter Farrell a bit of limelight, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Hey, Hawk, thanks thanks for jumping on, mate. We know we cornered you at the last moment um, with a late withdrawal, so thanks for jumping on. Good luck for the Port Hedland season approaching. All the best to you, Nadia and Florence, and uh, uh, we'll catch up with you soon. But to the winner goes the spoils, Chris Parnham, mastermind. Last time he was on here, the mastermind, he absolutely went on a tear. So hopefully over the next Friday, Saturday, and the long weekend that he can continue that form. Chris, congratulations, mate. Uh, thank you, and um, I'm pretty sure that race was around back then, but I think it was known as the York Stakes. Oh, oh there you go. Is there, a bu- is there a button for that? Yeah. A trumpet, I <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Just a little cherry on top. Very good, Chris. Well, yeah. all the best uh, for the Derby on Saturday, the Quokka next week, but we'll be chatting to you again next Thursday for our Quokka edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Another voucher is in the mail. Well done, Chris. No worries. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. See you, Hawk. See you, Chris. Thank you. All right, we're back with the back half of WATC Derby Day. Moving on to race five, the Pepsi Max handicap, 1,400 metres for the three-year-olds. She was this leniency is a fair horse, isn't it? It's uh, mm. got the job done last Saturday. What was that? Thousand? Is that right? And um, it was pretty much post-race. Jockey and trainer both said it was a, a almost a barrier trial pipe opener for this fourteen because it was too well that they decided to send it around and eighty-eight thousand later or whatever. Thanks for coming in the bank for leniency. It's on the quick backup, but it rises sixty point five kgs, and there is a bit of talent. In this race, we've got Rusty Dreams, who's two from two at the Provincials. Amber Glide looks a nice horse from the Ross Price yard moving forward. And um, King, King Sicario won midweek, moving into Ascot races. And El Patron from the Simon A. Miller yard is also in single figures. So even though leniency is all class, Rusty Dreams has a big weight swing. And there's a, a little bit of form coming out of the lower grades as well. Pete? Yeah, I've only got about one and a half lengths covering the entire field mm. on their best figure. So that's not an ideal spot to be in. Um, look, it probably comes down to how the track's playing, bit of pattern. Um, I'm expecting El Patron, Leniency, Rusty Dreams, they're your first three and run possibly of Kelvinator kicking up from the inside. Mm-hmm. They get the best of things here and that's just how fast do they go. I don't think they're going to go that quick. I'm not sure any of them really want to lead here and – as a result, you know, leniency is going to get a perfect run again. I think El Patron's probably going to get a good run and Rusty Dreams will get a good or a better guide as to how talented that horse is. But, you know, I haven't really said anything there. I don't really know. <laughs> El Patron lead? You're a politician. Well, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, no pretty, lead, I'm pretty confident that – so this is this is this will be the mindset. They want to sit the horse. I'm pretty sure they want to sit the horse. They are a pretty astute yard at doing their maps. They probably lead, but they want to sit the horse. So I'm confused. Okay. I think they want to sit the horse, but this map says you should lead yeah. with the Easterly. You should be leading. Yeah. Because it's going that last second, even though it was a class three to lucky landing, do you, it's do a you, better second than it looks. Do you feel like Holly just held on to him a bit too long? I just thought that she sort of was nursing him in front and then lucky landing came with momentum. And then, and then yeah, yeah, once it got past it, it came back at it. Yeah. It's, it's going really well. It's yeah. just. Um, it was a funny race shape, that race, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. I think lucky landing just got an absolute blessed run. 
into the good part of the track and the Nothing rest of them let down yeah, either. Yeah. Norwich. I was on Norwich that day, which way to it didn't turn up in third. So yeah, look, interesting stuff. What I liked, Pete, what I'm interested in, because I did look at the figures after I'd Ooh. done my Marquette. Yes. After I Dean Mar- my Dean Marquettes for this race. <laughs> and um <laughs> I saw they were all very closely grouped. The Amber Glide race, Destiny Outcomes from that one too, was a very strong ratings race. So was the King Sicario Maiden Victory, which I like the look of because I'm not very keen on those whatsoever. Um, that was a good win. That was a real good win. Yeah. Which one? King Sicario. Yeah, I think that win was not that good. Um, <laughs> it's not that funny. <laughs> I don't know why I've enjoyed that. I think that's the type of win that looks better than it is because that was a massive off-pace race and off-pace day and horses that come from last, they people go, whoa, look at that. That's but, amazing. But it was in the I think there was, was so it. much entitlement to do what it did, but it's won it really well too. Don't get me wrong. But like it, it's it's run the best uh, last six forward to the whole whole meeting. Nah, they, they don't look at that. Yeah. Um, I didn't know. <laughs> Uh, look, I uh, anyway, so my question to you, Pete, was going to be, do you expect, because the market's very heavy, leniency, rusty dreams, both about three bucks, depending when you look at the moment. Do you think there could be some wobble with those two because the, the uh, book is so tight and these other ones will stay firmer or stay firmish in the market when it does get to 100%? I don't know. I, look, I thought if they, the book was going to come for something, I thought El Patron would probably trim up a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Leniency, there was no money for it at all first up, but I think that was – Possibly go all second up. Yeah, yeah. Well. so I think that was possibly just more because of. Well, actually, I'm not even sure to be honest. It, it did win third up last prep, and the form lines are holding up. So I think that will stay firm enough. Um, Amber Glide, I think, has to just come out a little bit more. Um, just given gate one, and again, not a, a great sort of money profile for that horse so far. So yeah, it's probably going to tighten up that way. I wouldn't be surprised if there was money for King Sicario just purely off the. Benchmark figures we saw last start in the last 200s, but <laughs> did it run good splits? He's <laughs> <laughs> entitled to that. Yeah. Uh, I just, I don't know. Four races, BJ. We haven't said anything. I feel no. like I needed to be done. I needed to be defined. Yeah. So. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Jeez, I'm, the game, Jimmy's don't like me at the moment. Rock magic shit and now King's car. <laughs> it's a, it a balance thing. <laughs> I'm joking, by the way. I was just a, I slipped with rock magic comment about it last week. Why'd you have to bring that up again? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I've got El Patron marked equal favourite around 5.50. Oh, oh so. very good. That's interesting. Jeez. Yeah. I love Pete. Just sees races. I, I Pete finds so many winners that I price 50 to 1. Like Pete finds this most abstract winners in the world. And I think that's a great way to win as well, like being looking at things so – um yeah so uniquely but that's being know, polarized yeah being, exactly right yeah exactly right uh, I, i'm i'm just all lenient in rusty dreams here uh 250 versus 280 like i'm just there too and there's nothing else in the race albatron clear third clear third favorite for me and actually it's right on my price at about 10 bucks um but my thought is Rusty Dreams has been walloped, and you're talking about price profiles, mm-hmm. debut and for and its most recent run. Um, I think it'll get walloped again. I am going to be very boring. I'm going to look at saving on Rusty Dreams. So I'm going to put my saver on nowish at around three bucks, three twenty for Rusty Dreams, and then I'm going to back leniency late as my result. I reckon leniency with a horse you see high threes, four bucks about late with the sixty and a half. But I could be – that's that's definitely a lot of guesswork in that. Okay. That's my hope. So I'm going to put a little bit on Rusty now. Just a little bit? Just a little bit. Just a little, just bit. A little bit. So you're having 10 bucks on Rusty now at your three bucks, and then I'll have 20 bucks on Leniency Lake. Smidge, you reckon? Mm. That, it's the most boring bet in the entire world to bet in that particular manner. But when I've got them taking up sort of 70% of my book, why not? 
Yeah, I want to. I really want to be on Rusty Dreams. I think the price is probably just under what I want at the moment. But um, the other horse that I might be saving on is Amber Glide. Got a bit of class to it, this particular filly. And I thought that the way she was able to get over the top of um, that, win that sort of pretty decent midweeker the other day Stroke over, well, over yeah. 1,400 mm-hmm. and the way that she lengthened and hit the line. Amber Becalotti. Becalotti. Pompeii. Uh, Pompeii. I think the De- other day. Des- Des- is it Desenaire was in that mm-hmm. race as well. So, yeah, Amber Glide for me I'll be definitely saving on as well. Desenaire was a funny one because it came again best on the line. Mm. It sort of, yeah, the winkers might sharpen it up and it, it's one that uh, if it finds that little bit more maturity with the winkers, a little more tractability with the winters, it, winkers, it could be, uh, yeah, yeah, it cost itself there last start, didn't it? Mm. All right. Race six is the Schweppes WATC Derby. Um, the Blue Riband, 2,400 metres for the three-year-olds. Only the eight to face the starter. bit disappointing, really, and that's, this race has kind of been saved in a lot of ways by the uh, by the addition of Awesome John, third in the Tullock Stakes, which produced subsequently produced the AJC Derby winner as well, who ran second in that race. Awesome John from, um, from Sydney arrives, W Pike, Takes them out. Terry. I was going to ask Pete, because that's probably the most interesting part. How awesome is John? I mean, yeah, he's, he's a horse. Like Shaka, awesome? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just a thumbs maybe. up. Yeah, I, I would give him like, make a, what's, what's that? What's like that? a little wave. Yeah. Like a queen wave. Yeah, I mean. How's Fran? <laughs> Fran, Fran, Fran's dead, but I do visit her grave every second day. <laughs> Fran's um, Pete's old house plate. Uh, plate? Plant. Plant, yeah. by the way. You know, just bur- buried her in the backyard and then just give her a little, <laughs> well, you know, a little his, memory. That was his COVID companion. Yeah, it was just, his it COVID just, companion, just yeah. completely just I let, shouldn't her, let her that rot. Yeah. yeah, that's harsh. Yeah, I shouldn't bring that up. Sorry, Pete. Yeah. What did Fran ever do to you, Pete? Yeah. Um, so, awesome, John. Oh, I mean, what, what do we do here? So, um, our yard guy, Rob Scurry in yep. New South Wales, staying type with improvement was his read last start. So, look, you have to assume on paper that it's been up against better horses, but I just don't know tactically what they're going to do here. There was some talk of putting some blinkers onto it. Pike's drawn eight. Look, who's, who's leading this? I think Burnborough probably jumps well enough and tracks across like it did last start, but then they didn't really want to be there. They, they handed off the lead yeah. and it probably should have got a bit closer in the end. Um, There's either still- a really good ride or a really bad ride the way you think about it. Okay, well, it's run third, which you would have taken pre-race in a sure. heartbeat in an Oaks for a filly. Um, but then you look at it and go, well, hang on, if you controlled it, because it came again really good in the line, mm. maybe you could have nicked it yeah. just about. So, funny one. Yeah. I, so- wonder, I wonder if the, the learning from that is how about we – lead and try to and lead at a reasonable tempo so we don't get taken on or mid, mid-race moved and then see what she's got under the hood there. How many mm. staying races have we seen that in WA over the last year or so? A horse mm. handing up the lead midway through the race once you're there? Just how many of them have won that have handed up? It's none for 7,068. The Cardinals in handing up the lead. Yeah, at all times. Well, especially at that, at that stage of the race, you're just heading into the back straight at Ascot mm-hmm. and you've let She's Fit just cruise around mm-hmm. and take up the running um, without breaking stride. So, yeah, I wonder I wonder whether it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe like what Terry was saying, I wonder what the race would have looked like if we had it just led mm-hmm. and, added, you know, and just being reasonable. Um, but 
maybe oh. they would have got run over by the horses that would have been suited by that and they wouldn't have got their black this, side this places. The, so, yeah, we'll give them that. Now yeah. they've done that. Now they're a crack. Yeah, we'll go. Now grow a, grow a set of cones. <laughs> but for awesome John Pete, would you suggest it's first or last? Because they're not going to go quick early. This will be a dawdle. Um, so if he tries to get in, Pikey, I, I can't see a spot. Like They're, they're just going to go too slow for their B spots. So it's either first or snags last. I think that's probably very right. And what's your feel? Which one will they do? I think they'll ride it more aggressively. Yeah, Karen showed some intent there last start. It'll go forward. Consist, it'll so. go forward. I don't think they'll be able to be able to hold it at the back of a slowly run. Yeah, and that's yeah. not going to suit it no. at all, surely. So no. just I yeah. think it'll it'll just be a bit like Admiration Express Oaks times two if they try to try to um, nurse. I don't know. It just looks like a rolling sort of. He's a big strong horse. Mm. Sort of looks like he sort of rolls and one bats it a bit. So I'd be surprised if they went back. Very surprised. So. Ashley Chandra Singh, top star. Mm-hmm. Do does that mean anything to you? Is that the guy who yeah. in the Sheffield Shield final? <laughs> Decker, <laughs> Decker, Decker like that one. He'd be an <laughs> Ashley Chandra Singh. all day yeah. for what? How many rounds? Decker, Decker and Chandra Singh. <laughs> just basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, I, I'm I'm convinced they got to go forward on Awesome John, but yeah, I think they will. Yeah, but okay. So if Awesome John and Burnbury both go forward, what yep. does that what does that mean for the horses behind them? She's fit. Chino demolish patron. Is it, nice? Is it too simple to suggest that she's fits leaders back demolish one one another Chino playhouse patron folding behind the Megami celebrity icon last two? The risk for she's fit in that sense is if they go back on Awesome John and she's kicked up to try and hold Awesome John's back, mm. she's left in front mm. and that can be dangerous. We saw who's an unexpected horse in a feature staying race go forward that never usually would go forward that won. Yeah, I think that first is thing that one? Popped, the first thing that popped in my head was real love. That's it. The that's, the, that's the one. <laughs> That's the one I was going with, Real Love. I remember after that saying Real Love will go win a Melbourne Cup. Horses yep. that come from last do not just go and lead over 2,400 and win like that. So mm. she never won another race. So I apologise for putting the mock on her. But um, <laughs> fascinating. And you got the three elements. You got Awesome John I got no idea about. So is it, is, Was peak. that because they sent her to John Leake Jr. or? Yeah. No. It's <laughs> taken a pisser. Uh, you got She's Fit. Um, <laughs> the button. Uh, you got She's Fit from the Phillies who've been running really well. The one lead up was very slow. Um, thanks for helping me with that, BJ. The, the previous lead up wasn't as slow, and She's Fit moved into the race nicely. Barrier one means Christy Parnham's going to have to ride a good race. It could be a blessing, it could be a negative. Uh, it will just come down to how the race is run. Yeah. And then you've got the three blokes. So I don't think there's that much between another Chino Demolish and Playhouse Patron. Um, I do like another Chino Scope, but in saying that if you swap the runs of another chain on Playhouse Patron last start, Playhouse Patron probably wins. Well, does win, I think you'd find, or Demolish probably wins. Um, but that's definitely up for debate as well. So I, what I'm trying to say is I can't line up the three form lines with any real confidence whatsoever. Mm. Um, I just feel like whether another Chino deserves to be that much shorter. Like I can see three ninety another Chino on one of the agencies is twelve bucks. Playoffs Patron doesn't deserve. I feel that like another Chino is the kind of horse who's going to get squeezed out of the market late. Betfair maybe five fifty six dollars type thing well, maybe. That'll get you, will it? Well, no. It, I I just just trying to work out the. I feel like there's going to be money for the visitor. Pete? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right. I th- like three bucks. I don't really. Trust it, but I, yeah. I'd expect some of the bigger players and, you know, obviously having that form line, so to speak, coming out of the Tullock and so forth, yeah, that's probably the logical market move, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
So, yeah, with Awesome John firming, she's fit, stays where she is, and it's another Chino's the horse that's going to – well, but I can't imagine Playhouse Patron demolished getting out further than, what, 12, 13? You couldn't imagine. Like, I, thought, I feel like they're going to be tighter than that. Sometimes yeah. – yeah, that's why Betfair can be a, a fascinating little place because mm. um, something just gets pushed and it might not be the right push. It's just because something else has been pushed in. Yeah. Awesome John starts 270. Um, she's fit, doesn't wobble. Another Chino, just just the Morton ones stay firm. People want to keep them safe. Next thing you know, there's no room for playoffs for Tron, so you get $16 Betfair. Yeah. I'm not saying it will start $16 Betfair, but that, that happen. could happen. Yeah. If that happens, then you've, you're, probably, you're probably backing it by default, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, well, I think that's the horse that out of the locals really looks like it's profiling for 20. 2400 mm-hmm. and it has done the last few starts and it hasn't had the best of things and its last 200 is consistently good so i'll be backing playoffs patron i'll probably end up having something on demolish at this price as well to be honest because it mm. just seems to map really well i know there was a little bit of talk after the last race about potentially wanting to stalk a few of these but there's just no real need to do that just give I, watched it a the, amount. I watched the first sort of 200 meters um of the Mel Vista a few times last night and he was keen demolish mm. he like stevie had to you know really anchor him just to just to get him to stay one one he wanted to he wanted to go so it's going to be interesting if they desperately want cover and they desperately want to follow another chino rather than being stalked by it how much they have to fight him to get him back to where they want him to be so that's a that's a watch in the early stages because he was just so keen to to I almost he could have led great opportunity to own this. Yeah, he could have well. he could have led the Melvis easy if he wanted to. Yeah. I think so. talking about stayers that led for the first time Lunar Impact in the Oaks of twenty twenty one. Was that a mid race move though? Fish. I feel like he was sort of caught off the fence and pressed forward, took up the running like fourteen hundred type thing. But give me a second. I thought replay. around second. <sighs> All these, all, all the people that are coming up and high fiving you, thinking that you backed it for the uh, win. <laughs> no, it took twenty six dollars a hole. Good punning though, massive punning. He settled outside the leader yeah. at the uh, fourteen hundred, kicked across the lead. Yeah, yeah. So, and Owned. I guess the other uh, big question is, LK Fernie going for the the Hail Mary Miracle on Ice type situation mm. here with that uh, celebrity icon Lucy Fiore. Interesting. Uh, could he go full rogue and just take up the running? Yeah, it's just, it's just a surprise. My horse has never gone forward at any stage in his life, but who knows? He might do its best. Um, what's it called, Mister Genoa? <laughs> personally, mm. yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's it's definitely imagine, most intri- it's the, definitely most the intriguing post, race. The race if uh, celebrity icon gets up, okay, give the punters another rev up. Oh yeah, that would be something. <laughs> that would. Give me a rip off of that. All line. right, so let's be decisive here, Terry. Who? What? What is? What's your betting strategy? Uh, no, nah, I I can't suggest. I, I look. My betting strategy is probably the same as Pete's. Yeah. I don't know if there should be that big a gap between those and Playoffs Patron and Demolish. But yeah. I, in saying that, I'm I'm unlikely to have a betty. Yeah. Pete's already done his. Yeah, you know, stick something on Patron and hope. That's all we've got. That's <laughs> Just, just bloody hope. Yeah. All right. Um, BJ, which of the Morton pair yeah, are you going to side with? Another Chino is a better result for me personally, but either's handy. Um, and uh, <laughs> 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 so yeah, but I, I think I'll I'll probably be be saving on on a few just to cover oh, cover me tracks. Hang um, on, I thought we'd already done the two year old race, BJ. <laughs> Because it sounds like we've got fence sitter here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, well, all right. Another Chino. There you go. 
Uh, I was saving that one. That was actually pretty good. Thank you. I actually wasn't saving. I just thought of it on the hop. (laughs) Thank you very much. Another Chino for me in the WATC Derby. Uh, All right. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven is the Strange Love Handicap. Interesting race name. Rating 72 plus 1,400 metres. Man, we got... Spin the Knife, Ginger Green, Lipstick, Flickers, Brooklyn Pier, Magnificent Andy, Stella Vista, K-May, no change. Eight at the moment. There's eight in the field. Um, Ginger Green, good last start. Winner fresh first up, but Magnificent Andy is flying at the moment. That was good to see him put put a race to bed um, with authority uh, last start, Andy. Pete? Yep, and he is the right favourite. I just not totally convinced he gets the best run here in this field because they were really keen to ride him with a sit. As opposed to, I think, the start before he settled outside the Braised, leader. Yeah. And um, look, if that's the case here, does he have to sit behind Lipstick Flickers, who's going pretty ordinary? That's probably the query for me at the short price. Look, I've, I've found one. This is my, my Maddie. Here we go. Off the long run. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Well, I think Kame is back to where it was two preps ago. Last prep was obviously pretty poor. It's uh, barely, It hasn't beaten a horse home. Only had the two starts. First up run behind my Fury. It just got into the wrong part of the track. It wasn't suited. It was held up. Drawn wide. I think it's perfect to get Queen Kira back on board, kick it across, settle outside the lead or go to the lead. And at $26, I'm happy to find out. I've got it marked much shorter than that. The rest of the field don't really have any great interests. Um, Purely because of map more than anything. And I'm not totally convinced Spin the Knife is is back in any form. It's still a bit slow away. No changes in the great jumper. So I think there'll be the opportunity for KMA to dictate this and give cheek. I like it. Oh, you've got KMA leading. Yep. Interesting. Definitely go. There's plenty of speed in this. It'll be interesting. Queen Queen Kyra. Spin Knife up to 1,400. I mean, it's a horse that struggles to run out of strong 12. So do they just allow it run or they try and – um, do they try to reef it back in and take a sit and get the 14? Either way, it's cooked. But this the thinness of this race is shown by the fact it's $10. I feel mm. like up to 1400 it should be $1,000 because um, that's a real number. Um, <laughs> lipstick Flickers, I thought it was a better trial. I, I'm, I, I'm not backing Lipstick Flickers, but I, I'd give it – I wouldn't be sacking it as a – I wouldn't be putting it on an English online sale and selling it for 8000 just yet. That's the one thing I wouldn't be doing. You know? well, from like, gate, like, gate like, like they have with some of the stable mates, it should have gone for a lot more money. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is it's not completely dead necessarily, but it might be. Pete. Okay. Brooklyn Pier, I'd be surprised if it wins. I think $10 is thin. Stella Vista from last is 4 bucks with yeah. some agencies. I mean, that's thin as anything. It's going to have to Tough. outspring mm. Ginger Green and Magnificent Andy. Um, no change is the right price, I think. Uh, it goes forward, makes its own luck. But there's just so much speed in this. So, look, um, I, I like what Pete says about KMA. It's a very nice horse and it's a good point of difference on a card without many points of possibilities for points of difference. But Sue Olive had two runners last Saturday that I thought went super. really well. The yeah. two-year-old. Her whole team always goes super. What was the two-year-old's Blue name? Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Blue Lagoon. Yeah. And that was the eye-catcher and the three-year-old. Legacy of Tara was my Legacy of yeah. Tara went awesome. Yeah, so, my of the day. Interesting. 
Pete. Yeah. I might have a little <coughs> nibble. Especially if the Queen's on. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Actually, if Q, QK is on. <laughs> Here we may. The old Queen King. Good Andy <laughs> poker. Um, anyway, I, yeah, look, I, what, what Magnificent was- Andy will end up in sixth here. And he'll probably be in the last three with Ginger Green and the way I've got it mapped. Yep. But yep, there should be enough speed in this um, for them to come over the top. So, look, I'm just banking that Magnificent Andy's going that well, gets the luck again, and I think it'll be hard to beat. I'm $2.10. Um, I was hoping I could save Ginger Green. I'm four forty. I don't, I don't think the winner comes from outside those two. Um but when I'm looking to, yeah, but they're 220 and 420. So there's just nothing in either of them. So just back Pete's. Yeah. Back Pete? Yeah, I'm, back Pete. I'm 255 Andy. Andy? Yeah, yeah the good two, thing. Two, with 250 Andy. The good thing with the current yeah. price Andy is we just, you know, we just hold fire because mm-hmm. it's, oh, no, nice. maybe it does get shorter than what it currently is. But if it does, we don't back it. And if it gets out to 260 type thing, then we've, for me, that's enough for a little bit. Yeah, me too. Sounds good. Just, yeah. Not going to reinvent the wheel here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Pete's already done that. Yeah, good work, Pete. Um, Betfair late, hold fire. We'll tune in there. So in saying that, you know what the funny thing is with Betfair late? So this is where I usually tell you about horses that, um, well, horses that are sort of well under the odds, but yeah, like over the odds, sorry. But like spin the knife, um, Brooklyn, I can't see money for I can't see lipstick starting any shorter. I can't see spin starting any shorter. I think Ginger Green's on about its right price, about four bucks. Brooklyn will only drift. Stella Vista will only drift from that price. Yeah. Surely with mm. the gate. Kmo, I don't think it'll be so firm either. I, I think Kmo, you'll get your price throughout. No change will shorten up a little bit, but I'm just saying I can't see where the shortener comes to give you that push out for Magnificent Andy, apart from the fact we're obviously betting in 125% mark, better yeah. 100 late. So you never know. It only takes one. Pete tips KMA late and we get our price. Then yeah. and Andy. Team punting. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the antidotes. Once, uh, once that wave comes in, they're just unstoppable. All right, race eight, the old comrade stakes. I don't know, he was a bloody good horse, old comrade. Race eight, 1,600 metres. It's almost a bit of a rinse and repeat of the Grandstand Cup, or the 1,500 two weeks ago, with the addition of the favourite, number eight, Weapon Sun. W Pike in the saddle and all the money since Brad released his market on um, on Tab Touch yesterday has all been for Weapon Sun down the bottom there. Pete. Yeah, which I think is map more than anything, although he does get a few little nice weight swings. I think that's what this number means. Um, I developed a few things in this spreadsheet, so it takes weight into account for me. So I don't actually have to bother going back and checking it. So it's really, uh, it's really handy. But that that little spreadsheet, that square's <laughs> lit up there, which I think is what that means. Look, I think one horse maps incredibly well here, and it's MTA. Mm-hmm. But it's MTA. But having said that, MTA has one third up. I know last prep, um, well, it's had two preps, so to speak. It came off the freshen. It one third up for the start of the full prep. It one third up. It's got a really good SP over this field. It's a slight bet for me at this current point, and that's probably the only way I'm looking here. Weapon Sun looks very short considering. Uh, big Barter Boone's going super, but I'm not sure about the inside gate. Yeah, it'll be fascinating um, with Big Butter Boom. 
um, what they do there. I think obviously Roy, he's very clear, and Lucy now understands the horse pretty well that they want to get off the fence and have the horse rolling. So um, he doesn't have the speed of Chevelle de Varga or probably even Weapon Sun. Um, Pikey gets that horse to jump and he roll does. better than anyone else. Um, but I still think Lucy can potentially pop off and, yeah, she'll, she'll be pretty keen to do what she wants to do there. So um, interesting watch early. But I think with Weapons Hunt, seven of these come from the same race last start. Mm. Weapons is the only point of difference. And I don't reckon that that listed race is much better than the 72 pluses no. or any better that Weapons has been competing in. So um, look, when you win that well with, with Taj Dyson and Pike goes on the next start in a race, I don't think significantly harder. It's it's always the one that I'm keen on. It's but it's got the money's come too hard. I think it's it's probably gone a little bit over the top. Um, but I was two eighty weapons sons. I think best is Brad Bet at two seventy at the moment. Um, my concern is the map to some degree. I think at best you're in the breeze here. I can't see an obvious spot you're going to tuck in unless Big Butter Boom begins real well gets out to the Brie Chevelle crosses, then you tuck in there. But I think MTA will be looking for that spot. The Spruker will be looking to be ridden more aggressively. And um, I think this is where the stable will be hoping the Spruker shows some improvement from a nice gap, uh, from a nice gate, sorry. Yeah, should be no excuses from uh, yeah, yeah, exactly right. Uh, just looking at the market, just just in a very simplistic sense, uh, Debt Weapons is definitely my on top of it. I mean, I didn't think playing Marika was ready first up, and this was probably the race to, to look at playing Marika more so. And it's sort of... It's it's ten bucks with one of the agencies. So that surprises me a little bit that it's it's crept out to that price when in theory its last win was probably a surprise and this is where it should be um getting nearer a peak. So it's probably one that's creeping out over my price. But I think that Pikey will breeze control and when he presses the button, I think that the point of difference horse will get him. So weapon sun for me. Boring. What did you think of Creator's run the other day? Yeah, it was fine. It's yeah. it's always just fine, you know. I don't think there's going to be. Do you think he like he was unlucky? A little bit, yeah. But up to the miles, a query as well. Yeah, um, it's a real shame. So he's going to have to be written up cold, isn't he? So yeah, he's going to be spotting some fair horses ahead starts. He's going to have to run home quicker than some of these. It seems mm. a little bit insurmountable, really, doesn't it? I'm yeah, I'm I'm happy to take on last of the line with what I'm seeing. I'm I'm happy to take on Chevelle de Varga with what I've seen. I'm really happy to take on Creator with what I've seen. So that that makes it a yeah, an easier market to have a bet in. Mm. Yeah, I was super keen weapons on the price is kind of wild at the moment. I think the four eighty or whatever it is, almost five dollars MTA is quite reasonable at the moment, considering the caliber of horse he is. Um he was only yeah, he's he seems ready, as Pete was alluding to. Went back through his whole profile and you forget he ran second in the guineas as a three year old. Yeah, looking at his mile I think he's run run, yeah. run second over eighteen hundred mm. as well. He's even raced over twenty two, I think, as a three year old as well. Um, Did you, you figure? So last run, I listened to something Lockie Taylor said, and he was it was really quite accurate. MTA's been a better horse rolling into races, etc., yeah. etc. Last start, he was coiled up, got out with maybe two fifty to go. I still felt, due to the fact that was the best part of the track, and he got out with that much time, and the horse on his back, who isn't probably known as a three back the fence horse, playing Marika won the race. Um, I still felt there was entitlement to win that, um, mainly because I had. <laughs> a lot of money and started significantly shorter than the price I took. So, um, yeah, look, the way things are going, this will this will shoot in because I'm not going to be on. So yeah, okay, yeah. Weapons done for me. Uh, if MTA holds that five dollar price, and you probably need to chop out on it a little bit, I reckon. So, Pete. Yeah, I'm MTA marked at three fifty in favourite. So, oh wow, right mm. wowie, wowie. All right, Terry. What time is it? Um. It's 12.33. We're flying. Absolutely <laughs> flying along, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, dear. Sorry, Pete, funny. you know what time it is? Um, it is time for the... What is time? What is the time, Pete? I was going to say something. I, I, I was reviewing my... So I was reviewing my... Um, Gold, Gold West Ale time. I thought this is. We open? <laughs> I think we're open. <laughs> All right. Good oh, shit. There's a few bets in that. Actually, I'm just... Yeah, reviewing. Sorry. I'm just... Yeah, I've got Big Butterboom, 750. It's 12. Playing Rick, 650. It's 9. 580 MTA. Three bucks. Weapon sun. Anyway, there you go. Get out stakes, BJ. How do you spell that, Peter? S-T-E-A-K-S. He's done it. He's done it. He's done it again. He's unstoppable. Ding. Pistol. Yes, it is the extremely popular Get Out States competition brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt and his team of champions, they run the show, red carpet treatment at all times for 1-1 listeners out there at Market City Meets. Congratulations to Peter Jeffrey. He is now a three-time Get Out States champion. Um, he had Catch These Hands. God bless Catch These Does Hands. Does he get um, double the prize because he's got two first names? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. Yeah. Um, he was very close to the exact margin. He was Catch These Hands 0.58. Um, the official was 0.56. I know Tommy Wolf thought that he had the, the stakes all sewn up mm. um, after the get out last Saturday, but Pete. Didn't he go five lengths? No, that was his dad, Brett. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but Pete was just too strong, too accurate, um, on a dime, uh, catch these hands. That makes him a three time Robin Hood get out stakes winner. And now. To enter this week's Prince of Thieves. William Tell. William Tell, yes. That's what I was going with. Yes. Accurate, yeah. Apple off the head. That's right. Uh, to enter this week's Get Out Stakes, send us a tweet at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Race 9, Ascot, who wins? Decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And Pete, what about the Sam White rule? If you'd like to talk, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> First in. Best past the post for the get out stakes. All right, race nine on WTC Derby Day is known as the Cool Ridge Handicap. It's a graduation one metro win over the 1400 meters. Starring night has been absolutely humming for the Pierce brothers who just keep churning the winners over. They had another winning double yesterday from memory. Um, Winners, winners, winners for the Pierce brothers. Um, winners win, don't they? They sure do. And this horse is going for four on the bounce. Uh, Berber Bro led them up last night. Gave a pretty good kick in a magnificent Andy race. Common Co, Lathan Anderson's pin-up horse. And My Fury was quite dominant, I thought, uh, even though I had the, the gun run there midweek. But it was a good win. There's a few others in the race to consider. Nine horses in the last. Pete, Anything outside the obvious? My fury on top, and there's no value now. So I was, I was about to say. Well, tell us why. What's thing? happened? What's happened? What's going on? Uh, I'd open up around three seventy four dollars. I think I've got a mark two sixty four. I'm two sixty, and that's I've got no no interest here. I, I can't have Starring Night anywhere near this current price. Not I, because I think we'll get a rebound with this price, won't we? Oh, you have to. Especially if this will come off the Starring back. Night or will come my, fury? my fury. Yeah. This will yeah. come off the backboard and we'll be able to slam this down. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm that confident. I've got some second up blue fears. I, I don't really. I, I think the horse has come back. Like it's always had ability, so to speak. I think mm. Pike goes well with the horse. The uh, have you seen the statistic? Outrageous. Have you seen the statistic? Yeah. So my fury is how many career runs has it had? BJ, have you got that yeah. in front of you? Seventeen. It's zero for fourteen without Pike. Three from three with Pike. 
Wow. And dominant wins too. Oh, the last one was a half length. Big gap to third. And the other one's a 3.1.9. Beat Black Sh- Fantasy. Sat outside of Black Fantasy. So they both black had their chances. <laughs> Get the right black. And it's, um, yes, it uh, has been dominant with William Pike. Some people, scoff, that as some well. people scoff at the, uh, this is a pike horse type theory, uh, but it, it happens quite a bit. It's it's a thing. Yes, it was a maiden, a class one, and a class three. So three of the easy races it's contested in, but it's looked a different horse with him in the saddle, and it maps very nicely here. So yeah, it was an easy one to um to put on top. This what do you, about, what do you some, want to punt? My fury. Three bucks, but that won't get me that involved. Even I thought with shiny knight in the race, I might see three. Like might be able to get properly set at a high three four dollars. Is, so. is that because everything else is just yeah, I'm not. Drifted. I'm not jumping out of my skin to be on my fury really either. So I'm happy to take on Cobb and Cole at that price from that gate. That's a lay every day of the week. I think Bourbon Bow is uh, over the odds at thirteen dollars at the moment. Starring Knight deserves to be well in the market. It's going super. Um, it's just racing like a winner. The thing it's been doing is though it's been presenting on the bend. Yeah. So from barrier one, it's going to have to pick up and sprint potentially. With fifty nine. Yeah. If Bourbon Bow leads a race, that could be a really nice back to follow into yeah. it because it, it went super last time out. So he's a really um, scooted along in front of Bourbon Bow, didn't it? Yeah, it was made to look more that way by Major Max and Andy not tacking on yeah. so much because I don't think the times are as one twenty. Uh, I mean, up to the six. I don't think they. I think they only went a couple of lengths quicker than Bench. Yeah, maybe. But for him, that that. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, I didn't kind expect of uncharacteristic, that. Yeah, though. I think it'll be better with the sit too. So, um, but the roughy and my only sort of half roughy for the day is um, one I asked you about earlier. Mm. Berger, uh is one cool gal. It's a machino, and I love to see a machino ridden forward. And this horse has never had the opportunity to be ridden forward. So I think from the wide gate in a race where there's no obvious leader, uh, Bourbonbo may lead it up, which may see one cool girl end up in the breeze. I think it's a great opportunity to go forward. Was luckless last start. Was at worst running second. Well, it was definitely night. was running. It wasn't yeah. going to beat it, I don't think. Yeah. But it was going to run second to Starring Nights. There'd be a nice um, weight swing. Is there a minor weight swing? It's up. Well, it's, a one, half. It's, it's one twice in Starring Nights. Yeah, it's up yeah. a half, two and a half. So there's, there's a little weight swing, but you, you've got the senior hoop going on some of these big machino types when they get to the front or to the breeze they're different horses and they can keep going so um yeah look i'd love to back my fury and and back one cool girl at the current prices i'd be just getting my money back my fury and backing one cool girl for a result um but yeah this is this is a a good little there's there's more to discuss in this race what about moyes going super as well Mm. so this is a race that's got a little bit more in it and should have a few more varied opinions i'd say some people will just keep following up on a winner and starring not. Yeah. Pete, anything to add? Nah, nah. This is unless there's a drift on the favourite or look, Bourbon Bow, I've got marked seven dollars forty one. So How did you not get it below seven forty two? I don't know. Seven forty one. I'm getting lazier with that's, my reading. Are you sure it's not your bed, Tom? <laughs> I mean, it probably is. I'm still. On, I am. I am. I'm still I am. on Eastern Daylight Time, which is even wrong, or even more wrong than even usual. even wronger. Yeah, because <laughs> now now I'm like, according to my body clock, I'm halfway between Melbourne and New Zealand. So <laughs> just on a little pontoon or something. <laughs> I, I like your thoughts there with um, one cool gal stayed in this race, hoping to push forward to either lead or race outside leader. If that, it looks like on paper that's that's the two options there. And no, with, put with, a notification in. Sorry? Put a notification in, please. Okay. <laughs> it, it appears like it. The only horse I thought that might be a bit of a fly on the ointment horse is maybe Civvy Street, 
with Luke Campbell on. The uh, way up, the way I see that. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt, but I do it all the time. So sure. You get to used to it. Yeah. One, um, when a horse performs or runs its best race for some time they will ride it in the same manner. So mm. last start it was ridden with a sit, so I cannot imagine them. And they should they should 100% probably try and lead it. But I suspect because it went well last start, they will go with the exact same tactics. And just uh, FYI, listeners, Series Street is double engaged across the Sky Channel Provincial Series heat at York on Monday. Just looks like- That Sean, would be a disappointing yeah, scratching at 10 it bucks. Look, looks like Sean and Jake have three of the seven acceptors. In that particular race. So, uh, so it might accept and scratch. Potentially. They've got Marzipan, Sibby Street and Contento Boy in the race, but they also might want to qualify it for the series final as well. So check scratchings in the last with Sibby Street. But, yeah, if Uncle Gal can get across without without burning too much or overexerting early, I think she'll give a good kick. Should have run second, probably beaten a length and a half by Starring Knight the other day. So the run was better than it looked. Senior goes back on. Um, got some ability. So with um, – if things fall into place for, for her, she can run a cheeky race. I think Terry's onto something there. All right, let's take a break, gentlemen. And when we come back, we'll have our Betfair bests, our Maddies, and our ladies for WTC Derby Day. All right, we are back with our, we're wrapping things up with our Betfair best betting propositions for Derby Day. Over to you, our guest, Pistol Pete. Yeah, well, isn't this uh, a day for the ages? <laughs> um, the only horse that I've got vague confidence in that's at a good price, I think, is MTA in race eight. Mm. MTA for Pete? Terry? I thought he was going to make KMA's best. Just, just, I could have. Just, just, just Larry. Just get, it would have been. Yeah. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Nature walking um, out here. Mate, I've got nothing for you. I'm gonna, I just want to make... I just want to get out of this one. Yeah. I just want to make Shell Bell me best. <laughs> I just want to get in and get out. Yeah, well, that's, that's what, what I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting in before you, though. Race one, Snowdome. I'm like, odds on. You can get a little bit better now. Leads, jumps, leads. Ride it like a fast horse. It'll win. Ah, oh, fast horse. Yeah. Maddie. Um, <laughs> I would be giving you one for the sake of it. One cool. I think on a day like this, we can, we can run. We can really be a little bit flexible. We yeah. can turn into gymnasts today, and I'm yeah. going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with. Fuck a lot of <laughs> jokes, don't I? I'm going to go with one cool gal in the last. Even though I, I really want to be on my fury, I'm going to make one cool gal. That's probably the only horse. I'm seven dollars. It's fourteen. It's the only horse with that type of, uh, as people would say, overlay. Okay, overlay. K to the A to the M A Y. With K B. What about more? Oh, uh, King. I got it wrong. <laughs> King, King Kira, Queen Kira, rather. On board. I'll take any form of royalty. Yeah. All right. Princess Kia. Uh, like Pete, I'm just going to go for the Spruker. Was third in the, uh, what was it, the Bunbury Stakes? Pinch. Pinch, Pinch Arrow Classic was excellent. Has to gone back from sticky draws his last two. If Shawnee McGrady can begin, bounce, try and land a little bit closer, I think the Spruker can exceed its current starting price. You can Spruker's towards the end-ish, or do you think it doesn't go as well at Ascot? I think, it's an, As- I think it's an Ascot thing, yeah. yeah. But also, it just- Get into a rating where you could probably attack an Albany sprint next year. And yeah, it, things it, like that. It's a, yeah, it's not far off a ratings horse. Um, mm. uh, the do you reckon they got the most out of it during that period? Yeah, but he had a couple of things that impacted, that curtailed his his um, mm. his career. But from a gate, I think there just should be no excuses from him. And, and really, if, if you just ignore 
he just had no hope the way the last two runs races have been run. If you ignore that, go go on his um his best and the Spruger can give this a shake at a price. Okay. Lay. 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 Pete, can you give us yours in layman's terms, please? Race nine, number two, starring, don't say staring night. <laughs> starring. Staring night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just hate gate one. I hate the slow tempo races. It's just don't like the profile. Yuck. Uh, I'll go Stella, Stella Vista. Vista is in the fours. That's well below my price in, in race number seven. Stella Vista for me. That's for me as well. Ah. My lay last week was Live to Tell, and yeah. I was I was 100% right for 99% of that race. So. Yeah. And were you right with the price? Yes. Two, two ten 50, two 50, out of three bucks. Yeah. Interesting, wasn't it? Yeah. That was um, bet fair at its best. Yeah. And it was probably, ended up probably being the right price. price. Yeah. Like the, it just got well, the if Carberry hole. went around the horse instead of following the one, he went under one on the turn. That's the difference. And right? is that full stretch on the line mm. as well? So. Jockeys occasionally get um, a bit of a hard time when they don't just go around them and they just try and cut that and you know, save that half length. Carberry didn't save the half length. He doesn't win the race. Yeah, absolutely. So. All right. Derby day. But Derby Day. Derby Day is a bit of a fizz up. Let's be. Let, let, let's, I'm Trent Derby Day. Yeah, it's a <laughs> Terence Trent Derby Day. Mm. Uh, fizz up, massive fizz up. However, we've got plenty to look forward to next week, Pete. Final views on the Quokka, how it's shaping up, and the Karakata. From a race point of view or from the race field point of view? Race field point. I'm just going to see whether Lindsay Smith has uh, produced. Quokka Cat at day. Uh, the Karakata is my favourite, one of my favourite races of the year. It's possibly second favourite race of the year, I think, after the fruit and veg. <laughs> <laughs> what? That wasn't the joke. I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm cast. I, think. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I would still love to see the Quokka two weeks after the Karakata so you could give two year olds a chance to go into it. Well, you still oh. could. I reckon you still could give two year olds. I spoke to BJ about because uh, they were talking about Shinky. this a lot. Sminky, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm surprised that, um, yeah. It'd be oh, fascinating if Lift to Tell was from a different, um, yeah. I don't know how the rating, how it all lines up. And you don't get that much of a penalty at this time of the year, uh, that much of an allowance. Yeah. Like the Phillies get 47 and a half um, for the fruit and veg. Um, but I think for this one, what was it, BJ? 50 and a half, 51 and a half. Stop yeah. giggling over there. Well, well, she won the, Amelia's carried 54 and a half the other day, didn't she? So, Yeah. Um, I'll just double check that. But you know, I think you're onto something there, Pete. I think next year it needs to be 12 runners. I, yeah. I think 14 is just, is, is, um, doesn't make it elite it's, enough. It's an for awkward me. number, isn't it? Yeah. I think 12 runners, more prize money, and uh, maybe a date that does allow for a bit, few, few wild cards, you know? Yeah. And I, that two weeks between runs between the TJ and the Quokka's red hot. Like that, there's no margin there at all. Yeah. Obviously, it sounds like there was a little bit of interference from, Racing New South Wales with regards to some of the horses coming across or potentially being aimed at the Quokka. So, P P we not in PVL's good graces? No. Is anyone in his good graces? No. No. So, I'm just getting the weight for age scale up here. So, just bear with me for one moment, guys. But outside of that, I mean, you know, it should be a, a good fun day. Can't wait to see everyone dressed up in black and white there on Derby Day. I really. Oh, is that this? Yeah, yeah that's this week. Yeah, is so it Derby on Saturday? Yeah, yeah right. Sure. Actually, here, how's this? So, the boys in a two-year-old two boy in a quacker would get 48. Oh, and a right. girl would get 46. Who's going to ride those? I know. Gee whiz. That, that, really? 
be hilarious to Well, they should have. Tash yeah. Faithful. She probably Jeez. would be the only Tash. one. Tash probably the only one. And Bo Edwards probably the only two that could have done that. Dear, 48 kilos. So next year, live to tell, say, all right, all right let's play this out. Live to yeah. tell romps in the character. Of course, Five lengths. Yeah, of course they go there. Yeah. Quokka. You have to. Even without that, you could just go to the Quokka now without going. If Simon didn't have Amelia's jewel, you could easily make a case for going straight to the Quokka. It's worth... You know, if you're getting triple the prize money, you'd look at the odds wise. It's like, okay, I'm going to be a dollar sixty here. I'm going to be what price here? If I'm going to be twenty to one, yeah, then no, it's, I it's don't go. Bit, it is a bit wild though. Running a two, two you, you'd want your two year old to, uh, to win it. I think the last two year old I remember at Wait for H was a way game in Adelaide. Wasn't there? A, yeah, wasn't there a two year old that ran in like a lightning stakes? Yeah, yeah, was that a Jetstar for yeah, yeah, Lloyd? Yes, yeah, yeah, it ran in lightning yeah. though, didn't it? I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah, it did. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Just gives another thing to think about, though. I don't think the date's quite sorted this year. The I concept, think concept needs issues. the whole the whole thing yeah. needs work. Um, but we got like this is the first edition. They can hopefully they can learn, grow, and it'll be even bigger and better next and year. While I'm on and, it, if anyone's actually still listening, um, Perth racing really has to change with the times. We've seen a lot of Caulfield and Mooney Valley race days, major race days, where you don't have to wear. Jacket, long pants. If you're in members, you can actually wear tailored shorts and good shoes and that sort of thing. It's completely fine. We live in one of the hottest cities in the world during the middle of summer. And the fact we still have to dress up in long pants and a shirt to get into Stone Motherless. Shout out to T Dunn, who might have got kicked out of there on the weekend just gone for wearing shorts. Can we can we get to a stage where actually real? That didn't happen. It did happen. What? Yeah, there was three people and I was one of them in Stone Motherless watching the Hawks North Melbourne game and Toby was asked to leave. Sorry, wow. Dan, but because um, he had shorts on, we're not a serious racing Whack. jurisdiction. <laughs> like this is absolutely pathetic. I know they're probably going to be doing some level right. of uh, you, know, you know forums and chatting to younger members and so forth. But can we get can we get rid with it? Can we have maybe one race day of the year where you actually have to wear long pants and jacket and act like you're wearing your father's suit, and then the rest of the time we can be normal humans? Yeah, guys, don't want to dress up in long pants and get exorbitantly hot. On 40-degree days, you've got beautiful women walking around in dresses and basically that's it. So, so that. Perth Racing. You're fired. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's not that hard. Great stuff. You just started with that one. I know. Can we, can we put that at the front? Yeah. <laughs> I see um, I see that the the CEO of Racing Victoria led with that at the Asian Racing Conference. That was one of his key key takeaways was the dress dress code, I mean, how which was, was interesting yeah. considering all the other – all the other challenges that uh, a jurisdiction like Racing Victoria would be following. That was one of his uh, key memos, but yeah, he's onto it. I think regardless of the fact, racing is probably more so now than ever struggling to get eyes on the product, to use that awful term, but that's what they're viewing it as. Such an icky, icky no, but product. But no yeah. one's getting into yeah. it from a, from a younger, point of view you know people go out there for you know the music and the food and the atmosphere and the piss up and that's about it mm. um speaking of eyes the WATC derby is going to be simulcast into hong kong so which is exciting which is huge um for uh for west australia and it is also going to be on channel seven as part of their um their racing race day coverage as well does that mean we're co-mingling the tote we saw that in, I think it was Lightning Day in Victoria, and we were seeing all sorts of weird favourites being crushed by the Hong Kong punters. Is that happening here, or is we not quite there? Not yet? sure about the co mingling, but it's definitely been yeah. being simulcast into Hong Kong. It's just a shame that we couldn't have a 
you know, 14 horse field or something, 14 horse derby. So that's all we want. We want Snowdome jumping at dollar forty. The Hong Kong punters <laughs> just view it as being a complete and utter certainty. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think next week we're gonna the Karakata and the Quokka are gonna be on seven as well. Ooh. So that's good. Yeah. That is good. All right, boys. I think we uh, we wrap her up there. Pistol, once again, thank you for, for coming on. It's a um, pleasure. I apologize. He's a weapon, isn't he, Pistol? I apologize for this card. I apologize <laughs> on, on the nominations and acceptances. Uh, I apologize on their behalf, but um, we appreciate you you're coming and working your way through it with us. No, that's that's okay. That's um, You're both serious people, and I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> is that from uh, Succession? It is, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start watching that again because I, uh, yeah, I I think I can't remember what happened. So I need to go back. No, you need to. Yeah. I know. I've seen the first three seasons. It's a cracker. It's a cracker. BJ, thank you very much. Jen, thank you very much. Um, I'm sorry to you about the the fields as well. I know you were keen for a full um, capacity derby field. Jen often says that. Loves a capacity field in the derby. So very disappointing. But uh, look, it is what it is. We'll make of it what we will, as the great uh, Mark Neal (laughs) said. And no, it was Mark Harvey. It was Mark Harvey. It was Mark Harvey. It is what it is, and we'll make it what we will. And you know what? Until next week, I'm the one. one. <laughs>